Hey everybody, welcome to episode 144 of Video Game Apocalypse. This is a very special episode that we're recording early. It's not a full episode, but it is rather long, so you have been warned. This is, of course, where we count down our favorite games of 2015. I'm your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here in the kitchen studio with me? Uh, Chris Frantista. Game of the Year, Dave Rudd. And our personal game of the year. And Lewis. Yay! It really Yay. shits all over a final episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was her, her last full episode. That was my last full episode. But we'll, we'll have a rotating cast of hosts to talk about some of these games, uh, depending on who, which one of us actually played them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been a really big year for games, and you're all looking at your phones. Not I guess I'm that's not... where all the really good Look games are. It's yeah. literally you're just engaged. Chris. You're engaged. <laughs> But Chris is right in front of me. I think we're all playing. Are we playing the number 10 game? Yeah. Doodle because Jones. Because uh, films? I, th- I think we are. Um, not right now. Ah, crumbs. We could we're be. Play- we're playing a game, at least. <laughs> playing Angry Birds Transformers. Yeah. It's my game of the year. <laughs> yeah, stand by it. It's everyone's game of the year, even though it's two years old. Oh, but uh, it's the game of every year. Mm. Even retroactively. <laughs> we may as well just jump right in with our... Number 10. You can say anything you want. Yes, Fart Sand... Uh, I mean, Quiplash is the hilarious new party game. Ah, I kind of gave yeah. the title away in the trailer. Uh, we're not going to play a lot of audio directly from the game, because as some of you know, I tend to grab clips from YouTube, mm-hmm. and there is almost no reason for anyone to put Quiplash footage on YouTube without yeah. talking over it. Yeah. yeah. It, unless you're playing it and uh, having fun like we have on so many occasions. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's we we made it like kind of some weird piece of punctuation on our regular streams. We'll just fire up Quiplash, and there's people who troll Twitch. I don't mean to say troll. No. Who like just l- waiting for someone to play Quiplash because you can play on your phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so like there's Quiplash fans out there that just wait for strangers to be playing so they could play with a giant audience. And how many people can you have in there? Uh, well. I think you can have an audience of up to ten thousand people. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, like ten thousand. And you don't know any. There's no controller necessary. Just a phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody can play with just the phone. A phone. So, oh. what is this game exactly? Uh, it's who can make the dirtiest joke. Yeah. So it it asks you a I question play it with and my you. Family. You're you're trying to come up with a punchline. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like fart sandwich. Because I mean, like fibbage. I love fibbage, but yeah. like Quiplash kind of just became like no. It's there's no game anymore about yeah. tricking somebody. Just be the funniest. Yeah. Like that was always the, and, the, that was the one problem with fibbage was yeah. like you had this weird pull between like do I write an answer that will trick people mm-hmm. or do I write an answer that will make people laugh. And they had like the thing where you could vote on what's the best, like what's the funniest one. But that, that was like a secondary prize. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just like straight, like who is the funniest? Who is the funniest? And having like 50, 60, 70 people in with us on streams voting yeah. on which one's the funniest, proving Hank wrong every time yeah. is so satisfying. <laughs> he, went mean, through, he went through a phase where he thought dirty jokes weren't funny. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, tell him so. Pre burgers and pre cum. <laughs> 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 Not sure what that means, but yeah, that uh, we've really seen Jackbox kind of go through a weird renaissance in the last couple of years. Where yeah. like for for ages, it was just like you don't know Jack, you don't know Jack. Different editions of mm-hmm. a game that like was always there and was always funny and was largely ignored. Mm-hmm. And then in the last couple of years, they've started making all these new games. And you know, Fibbage was w- amazing. Quiplash is really amazing. Once they they a they introduced the live element. B they're the yeah. first console developer I've seen that that al- allows viewers to be seriously a part of the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in a way where I'm reading your response via Twitch chat. I mean, you really get to manipulate portions of the game for us. 
I know IDARB did that too, but this is uh, more fair. (laughs) More fair. And to Jackbox's credit, they're so with that and about that. How many times did Jackbox just run in our stream and and just start giving away stuff? Yeah, it's really rad. They're, they're, yeah, one might, I think that they're probably like an unsung, I know some, uh, some sites and some magazines do game developer of the year. I think they make a strong case for it. Like they've made a lot of great stuff in just the last 12 months. Yes, yes. And it's, it's, the, You'll get so much time out of this for what you end up spending on it. Oh, it yeah. costs nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes. It came as part of the what the Jackbox Party Pack two or whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Yeah, I think it, alone it's like eight to ten dollars, but you can get the Jackbox Party Pack, which has Fibbage XL. So yeah. it's Fibbage with like a couple hundred more jokes mm-hmm. and that weird and, bomb game, which yeah. I love. Yes, and then yeah, Fibbage but, two and a couple other things. I mean, we're obviously partial to it because we're very funny and very oh, smart. Yeah. No, it, yes. as you can hear from this clip. I'm going with child arson, though. I think, really, priests can buy any sex doll they want, and yeah. even if it looked like a, a child, it like looks a... like a priest. Oh, okay. Wicked Sid says uh, the government should legalize the Cleveland Steamer. Holy shit, another quip yeah, Another quip Or maybe, maybe he meant the Cleveland Steamer is a, a dessert. Something. Or it works for both. Congrats, Wicked Sid. Well, that's not a state that's name. That's two quip lashes in a yeah, row. Boy, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a hot, hot game of quip lash. It's like listening to a morning zoo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, I'm I'm actually confused because I've only played this with my family, never yeah. for like a streaming. What the fuck are all those noises? It, they're to tallying up the points. Yeah, as, as I stated, Angela, yeah. I right. probably got a quiplash, which means was that like a unanimous? Yeah, which is the best score. Yeah, all yeah. of the players voted for you. All like, the, it, like it, up to yeah. eight eight players actively yeah. playing the game, and again. You can just be watching. You don't need to own the game. You yeah. just go to a website on your phone, and that's how you play with people from across yeah. the world. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a little bit of a bummer when you know you're sitting in a room and like, ah, my cell phone won't connect in time. Ah, it reloaded the page for some reason. What yeah. the fuck? But it, I mean, that happens, but like, not a whole lot. Like, it's surprising how like those how stable those servers are yeah. and how well they work over uh, you know phone internet connection so. yeah i mean it's, it, it can be it can be weird on streams because people there's our our stream has a little bit of a delay yeah and sometimes people get so wrapped up in the action they forget to look at their phones and answer yeah. the answer the question it contains my funniest thing i mm. saw on a stream on one of our streams that made me laugh so much so tanga um uh, trying yeah. I, I think i know your real name i just don't want to say it because i'm not sure <laughs> uh but it's michael right it's the funniest thing it was like the, the question was find a punchline uh to What's the scariest thing you can find in an ice cube? Mm. Uh, and I forget what the other person wrote. He wrote Bill Cosby's reflection. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and, and like that is the best. That is the best joke yeah. I've heard. And it just we all it just stopped. Like it, it stopped everything for a second. It, it's, it's, it's the best like, joke I, I've heard all year, and yeah. I had nothing to do with it. It was. It's, oh. That's amazing. None of us yeah. had anything to do with it. My personal favorite answer that I did was, uh, what's the least popular lunchbox at school? And I said Sensate, which I just, I love, I, I, I now lunchbox. want a Sensate lunchbox. Sense- the Netflix show. Yeah, the show. Show. Uh, sci-fi show. <laughs> that promise, I don't. In an alternate That's world, the, the that real, could definitely the real be Rob on a lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Quiplash, fantastic game. Earned its place on our list because... Glad uh, I made it. Yeah, I was, it was originally going to go to Ori and the Blind Forest, but then Chris came to me and it's like, you know what, I talked to Dave, and he found out that Quiplash wasn't yeah. going to be considered, and he 
he actually cried. A grown man <laughs> cried, Aww. and he pulled off his shirt in front of us and was so angry he tried to stick the phone up his and butt. I, and then I peed myself. You did pee yourself. It was, it was uh, so sad. I could be making I, all that I up. Actually, to the degree of which you're making all that up, I, A, I never said that. Uh-huh. B, because of how much we talked about Ori and the Blind Forest on a different show, <laughs> I, I played yeah. it I played it for several hours over the weekend, and that game is awesome and should yeah. be here instead of... Qu- Just, kidding. Just kidding. I actually, I retracted my vote for Ori and put it like... Yes. I wanted to... I, I tanked the vote that way. I'm like... Ain't no way Ori's getting in over uh, Quiplash. Yeah, well, it was mostly just I heard at, that you were, you know, really uh, gunning for it to be in. Then, like, yeah. all right, we've yeah. had we've had more fun with it as a group than any yeah. other game and, this year. And I think it has more replay value than yeah. just about any other game because absolutely playing it with a different group of people, it will be completely different. Yeah, and you will have different reservations playing, say, with your parents than you will with your friends. Yeah, the only flaw in Fibbage was that eventually. He knew the answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. That'll yeah. never happen in Quiplash. Nope. Never. It's all about who's the funniest. Who's, well, yeah. Who's the funniest? Or who's and the it dirtiest? would be a popularity contest, except the answers are all blind. Except, <laughs> yeah, except like we constantly lose live on the streams. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've got a lot to cover here, so we should probably move along to... Number nine. Right, you're shaking your head no. no I'm uh, nodding in agreement. Why don't you tell I'm us? Doing my head no, no, don't stop. What's this game? Monster Hunter for Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah. And we've got joining us, uh, Hunting Horn aficionado Brett Elston. Ooh. And uh, Johnny Swordman. <laughs> Johnny Swordman. So. Michael, what weapon do you use? I use the long sword. Okay. You that, son of a bitch! You why am good. I the son of a bitch? Because you knew you knew one of the swords, having never played the game. And of can course, s- I've played it. I've been playing it for a while. Have you really? And been, yes, and I've been forcing myself to play it again because you guys liked it so much that you made it part of the game of the year list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause so I'm like, all right, I should power through my hatred of this game and so its base concept. Did this, did this come out at like 1201 January first, twenty fifteen? This is in March. No, it's in March. March. Same okay. day as uh, a Majora's Mask or something. Yeah, Majora's Mask. Are you sure you guys like a coma for a year? Mm-mm. No, come on, man. Uh, no, this is like I was in the same boat before working at Capcom, where I was like, well, I think I helped you review like years ago, Monster Hunter Portable or whatever it was. Yeah, called. Yeah, for uh, PSP, Monster Hunter Freedom. Freedom. Uh, yeah, and it was just Unite. Like, yeah, I think it was just Freedom. It was originally Untied. called Monster Hunter French, but yeah. then they changed it because of right of yeah. all the events that we uh-huh. lived. Through. My God, that's a wonderfully old reference. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Um, but uh, wow! For two weeks, for two weeks in one year, we called them Freedom Fries. Right. But uh, gotta find a way to you did. reference tech from real world somewhere in this. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, like I, I just didn't get it, and I could not get into Monster yeah. Hunter. And then after working there, like obviously being surrounded by people who do who did get it. Yeah, uh, Capcom has one of those like chairs from uh, no, Clockwork I, Orange where it holds your eyes open. I, uh, I love this game a lot, and to its discredit. Without a human being to walk you through it, it would take hours to learn what's yeah, special about it. Yeah, what it took um, was a human being who knew how and when to walk me through it and mm-hmm. got me interested in the hook very quickly. And mm-hmm. then with that guided tour, I was like, "Oh, this is I was off one running. of my favorite games of yeah. all time." And, and, in a matter of hours. It, and then what s- describes how you felt? I think it's this. Oh, dude! Yeah, quest complete. Breakthrough moment. 
victory. Dude, when that music kicks in yeah. after like a 30-minute battle, like yeah. I, there, there's well, no... The, the fucking giant Jaggy or the Velocidrome, that's how far I am. I just wow, think the, the Velocidrome say, Those are like very expedition. specific references. So you have your diapers on, is what Basically, you're Basically, hey, yes. hey, hey, Those hey. aren't even real but monsters. This is, this is not... You're not speaking like an actual monster <laughs> I think, fan. I think there are real monsters. <laughs> So oh, what I've always thought was but, nice about it is that it is it, it like it kind of requires group participation it does. and cooperation. Whereas most games, it's just like a little thing in the back of the box co-op. It's not you're not really cooperating with anybody. But man, Monster Hunter is all about like healing your friends, yep. saving people, mm-hmm. and there's yep. no competitive element to it whatsoever. Yeah, no, I refuse to play it like that. I'm going to solo it and hate every second. Oh, you I would will. love to play with you. Yeah, so, solo, soloing you. is what you do only when like what I'm going to play with. I guess I'll grind some stuff out because mm. I need raw materials to make things. Mm. So that's when I would play solo stuff but being fortunate enough well 4 Ultimate was at least online so you could jump in lobbies and, and you could dictate like I'm a, I'm a G rank I'm this rank Dude, that was a godsend especially yeah. after the, after playing the Japanese version that I couldn't read for so long yeah. but like if you need a certain armor set or a certain thing you can search specific uh, monsters, monsters. Uh, I don't know I, I really loved 4 you. I, like I, I it feels does feel like a long time ago but I don't think there's another game I put 100 hours into yeah so like for 4 you, I cleared 200 hours mm-hmm. and like it's still a game like right now people are like hey can you help me yes absolutely sure. like and that's why it's so fun to play it's like anytime like we would be at events at trade shows after work at five at lunch at noon it was like uh yeah let's just play like i i, I don't even care what we're doing i just want to play i just want to the mechanics and and the feeling of using your weapon and finding the best com like every weapon is completely different it is like picking a character mm-hmm. in street fighter where like learning the hunting horn is completely different from learning a longsword yep. from learning the regular horn from learning any of the, any I the projectile the, the weapons, baby new uh, dual blades, which is the most like other games you have played, whereas yeah. it's very mm-hmm. one one to the touch. Uh, but I'm very open to damage, so I had to get really good evasive equipment. Yeah. And you have all these um, armors and skills, and like like picking armor against a certain monster. But like what gets me playing is like I don't even care so much about the stats and stuff. I care more like does that armor look cool as shit? Yeah, because if it does, that's what I'm gonna wear. And if it's like mm-hmm. oh, it's super weak to dragon, you should change your armor. No. I just won't get hit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to walk around with my gun lance and hold my shield up there you the go. entire time. There you go. Nice, nice. But, like, nice. learning the monster behaviors and then, like, when you think you get it down and then you get to G-rank and the behaviors change and an animation that you thought you knew, they do... It's a completely... Like, at that point, you've already put 100 hours in, most likely. And you're like, I know everything. That, nope. G-rank, completely different game. New monsters that you cannot fight until you get to that point, which is... Which I love, but it's also a criticism because the coolest parts of the game are 100 hours in. Like, most people will never see. They'll see, gather 12 mushrooms. This is boring, and no one wants to play this. But when you're fighting a Teostra or the Gogmazios... Jellybird. That's not a real monster. <laughs> the restaurant downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Kuropeko from 3. Come on. But, uh, but there's just... the. the some of the fights, like, you, you just like, I want to fight that monster because it's just an exciting, dynamic fight with all these different... It, they don't feel so much like canned hitboxes doing moves. They feel like they're reacting to you. And mm. with four players all fighting them at once, it's such a cool feeling of like what I thought video games would be as a mm. kid. I'd be like, I yeah. want a feeling like I'm fighting a giant boss. Like, imagine Shadow of the Colossus, but you're with three friends and they're all like, you're sitting around like, I'm on his back, I'm on his back. Okay, shit, I'm going to heal. Always... Get out of the way, because he's going to do his area of attack. Okay, everybody back. No, everybody get back. Okay, he's down. Every You with the hammer. Get to his head. But, like, eventually everyone knows their roles. So you're like, yep. I'm the hammer. And Yeah. He's coming out and checking <laughs> into the SmackDown <laughs> Hotel. 
But if you're if you're if you use the hammer, like you know, to go for the face. If you're on the sword, you go for the tail or a part that you can cut off if it's a separate mm-hmm. carve. Like mm-hmm. there's so much going on, and like I I completely went from a I don't care about Monster Hunter. I do not want to play it's it. It's practically all I care about. Well, it makes other games and it's, look stupid. It is without a doubt my favorite game of the year, mm-hmm. and I it to me it just it just shames other games with the mechanics of like how deep this is and, and that it's and, an actual will, game at I, all points I, I it say, demands you be good at mm-hmm. it and that is that I, is really cool I will say speaking from the perspective of someone who's still in the early stages mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like it at first and, and I think it's partly because it doesn't hold your hand to the point where no, you don't really know what to do yeah and it's, so like I you know I was going into the wild and like trying to kill it was when I f- was fighting the giant Jaggy, like the first yeah. major mm-hmm. boss you fight. It's a great tune. It, yeah. I love but, the music. Um, and I, I was like totally confused and started looking up. It's like, oh, well, you should have already played the tutorial for the weapon you're using instead of just dragging them mm-hmm. out into the field and mm-hmm. testing them out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you fight a giant Jaggy there. and But in uh, a controlled environment. Yeah, in a controlled environment. And then it tells you what to do and how yeah. to attack effectively. It's much better and, than the last few games with that. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. it's like, it's there's nothing but, else to compare it to. It's such a Japanese phenomenon. Yeah. They release these games without really telling the mm-hmm. average person how and, to play them. And then also, like, it has that thing where it's like, oh, it's going to run off and hide now and heal. Now I have to yeah. find you it. you got to hit him with a paintball, exactly. though. Exactly. I looked up online. It's like, oh, paintball. Okay, now yeah. I can track him. Yeah. Sweet. And it, you, eventually you can get skills that, like, oh, I just have a permanent, yeah. like, I can always just track them off. Uh, my going, fav- oh, nice, nice. And little things you learn. My favorite thing being if you're in the level with and you see a hot air balloon oh, yeah. and you do your wave gesture at it, it'll shine a light and on your map will pop up where the monster is. Huh. Yeah. Like, there's wow. little things like that hidden yeah. throughout the game that you, uh, yeah. like you just eventually learn. And like the the way it works in Japan, online's not a thing. Everybody plays together. And like when I working with Brett at Capcom, you were able to like get that experience from people who like I work at the company didn't know that. Yeah. And someone will just tell you something that'll blow your mind completely. Yeah. Because and, the game's filled with shit like and, that. And and going through conventions, it's like Mario spelled backwards is all. Oh, <laughs> except it isn't. Uh, man, I didn't know Mario was a palindrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mario L. So the L is for Luigi, I'm guessing. Uh, but like revealing to, his last name. Going to all of the conventions over the year, like Monster Hunter fans are awesome. Yep, like They're the best. Like you can walk up to total strangers at any convention anywhere on earth and be like, "Hey, can you? Help? I need to like fight a laggy like five or six times." And without I, saying it, he's. Like, I say I've experienced every hardship you're going through. Of course, I have to, even if I don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> not to call upon my uh, job, but it is. 100% true. This is the best community in gaming. Yeah. Wow. Like, the people wow. are so nice, and everyone works oh. together, because, because and it's totally friendly and not toxic at all. And I, really I even wondered, like, it's great. there's not a competitive element to it at all in that, like, not even when the quest is over does it say, this guy had the most hits, and, like, it doesn't do that at all. So, like, if, like, if... if if this one person is the weakest, kick him off the team. It's, it's just a matter. It's a ma- You all share a life count. It's like if it if it you don't succeed, no one does. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm actually curious to find out. Can you guys name this monster based on its intro? Maybe. The shit monkey. Yuri's gonna kill us. Uh. Um... It's a monster I've named. Oh. Is it the Jaggy? No. Not the Kurapeko? Oh, no. Velocidrome? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Those things, so what's funny is, like, the tiny enemies in it, like the smaller Velocidromes, Velocipre, I think they are. Yeah. Those little bastards are, like, 
oftentimes more dangerous because you're not paying attention to them. They don't even mm-hmm. occupy your brain space. You're just mm-hmm. like, who cares? They're just there's yeah. there's yeah. something over that doesn't matter. It's a trash mob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit it with one combo. It's gonna go sprawling. And then I'm not going to be I'm not going to pay attention to it in time to even harvest its resources because it'll disappear just like an animal in the real world. Yeah, That's true. But in that time, we're like, eh, who cares? You're like, this is a crucial moment. I absolutely need to heal or use dash juice or antidote. And then from off off camera, off to the left, where I can't see, is a pair of teeth that will go and just <laughs> and just interrupt your animation. <laughs> fuck, and then you're dead because yeah. now the big monster slept on top of you. So but I don't I don't like long before there was a Minecraft. Like this is like a Minecraft action game. Like just everything you touch, everything in the environment, you can just collect and eventually forge into something interesting that you can use. I yep. think you should play more Minecraft. What? I just I don't I don't consider like there the game to Minecraft is what I find the least interesting about it. Like the exploration, the building, that's the fun part. I'm just saying, like, the entire environment can be torn apart. That's what I'm talking about, though. Monster Hunter's the same way, but there still is this giant action element where that does not exist in Minecraft. Okay. Um, it, like, not not to the extent of... Because like, yeah. I always call, like, Mo- uh, Monster Hunter, like, Punch-Out 8.0. Because <laughs> the, way, the same way you'd have to learn um, all the moves and the tells of yeah. uh, Punch-Out Boxer. Oh, yeah. oh, shit, his eye just blinked. Now I have to duck and move out of the way. That, like, that, all that shit's in effect in Monster Hunter. Yep. It's, it's a lot less Street Fighter to me and more Punch-Out. The mm. Irish monster always touches his nose. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He carries a rose in his mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> the Indian monster has a jewel in its forehead. <laughs> yes, it blinks. But, I mean, that's, that is what the monsters do. They have little tells, and they, don't, they have no health bars, but you can tell when you're weakening them. They'll drool, you know they'll faint, we, they'll, they'll You limp. know what that's called? What's that? Good game design. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's excellent game design. When and a boss has a tell that tells you what it's going to yeah. do, that's good design. And, and it's like I love. It's a dialogue box that tells you what he's going to do. There are only a couple <laughs> games this year that gave me that feeling. Well, I'll, I'll encounter something and it'll kill the shit out of me. And I'm like, I don't understand in any way how I'm ever supposed to get through this. Yeah. And then you do when it feels miraculous, and then a month later you're like, you can you can carve through them like butter. You don't, but that's that's really interesting when you're presented with that. Like I can't even I can't even think about how this is supposed to work, and then yeah. it becomes very easy. And then when you're doing it with three other people, and you do it and you finish it together, like you don't only have a timer of 45 minutes for a fight, and there's some that are coming down to like the, and it's way late, like big monsters, big event things late in the game. But there are some where like we have 30 minutes, mm-hmm. let's try to get through this monster, mm-hmm. and it will mm-hmm. take 44 of your 45 minutes, and yeah. you are like counting down and. Yeah, you just don't know. Like, you feel like Rocky in the first movie. I yeah. made it. I did it. Yeah, there's some fights, and it's like you're on conveyor belts. Yes. Like, oh, I got this emerald, the sky emerald. Yeah, the sky emerald. Like, look up Gugmazios. Like, that is a late game fight that you won't see for a hundred and something hours. But like, it's such a crazy fight. Which um, one is that? It's the tar one that's like dripping yes. dew everywhere. But yeah. you have to like ride a conveyor belt with cannons on it, and it shoots like laser beams out of its oh, freaking right. like. Yeah. It's, I was gonna say uh, too, like uh, I was never that high level in the game, but like playing with you guys, it always felt like the game was really good at matching lower players with higher players, uh, where it was mm-hmm. scaled in a way where it was like it still felt like I was playing and helping and not just getting dragged. Yeah, through. yeah. And that, the good thing is when a new player starts, you can totally drag them through. Like yeah. Yeah. we don't lose levels coming to play with you. You don't have levels; you have equipment. And it's like so. you skip forty hours of the game when you team yep. up with someone where it's like, hey, instead of fighting trash mobs and grabbing mushrooms, do you want to go fight Godzilla? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because you're playing with like three G rank people, they can like just destroy these low rank monsters and level you up. Yeah, and they cut your time in a quarter. Like. Yeah. Game of the year, but it is conditional on that you have people to play. If you have with. one other friend that's interested, man. Yep. You guys are gonna have yep. a great time. Yep. Mm. If only I had friends who were interested. I would love to play with you. I didn't know Charlie you were playing Bell at song. all. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll totally play you. with you. Let's play right now. Let's. I tell you what I we should do. I don't have my 3DS on. I got a big date for us tonight. Oh we'll all God. play Botsa Hunter together and watch the new Adam Sandler movie. On Netflix. <laughs> Does that sound ideal? Well, I do uh, have. Uh, well, I mean, that would be fun if we could make fun of the Adam Sandler movie, and uh, I don't have to pay attention to it because I'm playing. I have a suicide booth appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just remembered I have to go chop my dick off. I would yeah. rather die earlier than, than watch the new Adam Sandler movie. All right. So let's move on to... Number eight. Good morning. vault calling. vault Remind me again. Why, we're about you, ma'am. And helping secure your future. You see, vault is the foremost builder of state-of-the-art underground fallout shelters. It says the title, you wins the prize. Ah, oh, watchdogs. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> As do I. Who's joining us for this segment? Christmas Antista. Oh, God. Uh, Tyler Wilde Christmas name. Mouthful of ape there. Tyler Wilde Jr. Christmas, Christmas name. <laughs> Tyler Wilde joining us again to talk about his very favorite game of the year, yeah. Fallout 4. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> into which he sunk dozens of hours. No. I well, sunk half a dozen Tyler, hours. tell us all about this game. Yeah, okay, so played it the most, right? I, I told Michael before I came on here, I've, I've, I've played it a while, but I had trouble getting into it. And I want you guys to, like, I want you to bring me around. I want, okay. you to, I want you to tell me, like, stop playing Rocket League, you asshole, and play Fallout 4. Well, here's the thing I like about Fallout 4. Uh, playing it immediately, mm-hmm. uh, it fe- it does feel a lot like previous Bethesda games, Fallout 3, Skyrim, etc. But the world feels like it has more of a physicality. Like, you, you go and open a, a, a drawer or something, mm-hmm. and you see the drawer roll out. You can see what's in there. Mm-hmm. You can grab it. Uh and the way that it integrates both crafting and the, Which the Chris armored suits. Which had no idea how to do right. anything with. We discussed it. Well, you did say we talk about it later in the last <laughs> episode. But it was just a simple matter of like, we had this discussion, like, you want to play a tabletop game? And I'm like, I'm just going to say it. No. I don't want to spend oh, an hour learning a new system. And, like, I don't know Fallout very well. And, like, I'm learning one system and they're like, go talk to Dion. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm gonna go and do my mission, and like that's where they teach you how to craft. And I'm just picking shit up, and all, and like I'm in the middle of a firefight and weighed down and can't move. I was having a great time up until it came time to fight people. Uh, and, but I also remembered I read that you could craft anything in the game. Like can't wait to get to that point, but I skipped it because I went with the, uh, what I thought was the main path. It does not explain things well. That no, is a it flaw. It, it yeah. like it'll pop up like tooltips mm-hmm. that if they disappear before you read them. Nope, you're never going to see that. You'll never see it again, and like I I just sort of missed it. And that's even when like I'm reading another tip like on the screen. But but this this segment is about why Fallout is good, exactly. (laughs) But I I was kind of regretting that you derailed it. Sorry, so but but like other than that, like exactly. Chris and Tyler are bad at games. No, exactly true. Well, no, I'm impatient. But exactly what you're saying, the world I really did like, and Mm -hmm. like I was more than willing to spend like six hours in the game, kind of frustrated with the inventory. Like, sorry, really frustrated with the inventory, and and like. But I still liked it. I liked it. Guys. I, All right, shut up. I love the radio station. Come on, the I love. System. I love talking to survivors. I love the bleakness of the whole thing. Yeah. Like from when I when, when I read the the book, The Road, mm-hmm. and, and sort of the movie, The Road. Like a lot of that shit looked like just nasty, scorched earth. This place is fucked, and everybody here is a scavenger. I just, I just really like that. We're all, we're all civilized people doing our mm-hmm. best to learn how to be scavengers. So yeah. one of my favorite things in this game, and I'm, Michael, you and I might have talked about this before, but it's the stories that are kind of left behind. Yeah. 
And one of the ones that I just did was this super crazy story where it had nothing to do with the mission I was on. I just happened to be exploring this building and I started uncovering like these emails talking about this teach. I was in a school and it was this teacher who was trying to find a way to raise all of the students grades so that he could get funding and pocket the money. Pocket the money that was meant for the school. So what he did was he got a delinquent to start selling Mentats to all of the students to make them smarter. But the kid found out what he was doing by hacking into his email because he started taking the Mentats. So he got a lot smarter, too. And he ended up trying to blackmail this principal. Anyway, this is one of the stories that I uncovered. But there are a million like this just Mm -hmm. all over the world that are so fucking fascinating. There are also a million well-posed skeletons. In the the, the PC Gamer chat room, we've been having this, like, ongoing joke about, like, does Bethesda have a skeleton posing team? Did they have, like, a team um, that Have you not seen all of the teddy bears holding newspapers wearing sunglasses? No. Because those are my favorite. They're in the pocket of big bones, dog. But yeah, they, mm. you'll, you'll often come across these, like, it's like environmental storytelling 101 where it's like, a skeleton was reading the newspaper when he died. <laughs> I love the ones that are teddy bears because it's like, clearly, like, some raiders <laughs> fucking set this up. Like, they put this teddy bear on the toilet, they put sunglasses on him, and a little fedora, and they gave him a newspaper, and he's sitting on the toilet reading a newspaper. See, I, I had the opposite reading of that. It just looked like a bunch of game developers having fun with all of their options. And even that, like, inspired confidence in me. And, like, maybe... I, I, think, it's, I think it's definitely... Both. It I made me. It made me want to walk in, it, like and... walk in every room, even though I again I was having a terrible time with my yeah, inventory. You, you, you can kind of picture the room full of people going, "Oh, wouldn't this be a good goof? Yeah, wouldn't this like, be good? Like, let's do this that." Funny. Yeah. I, I want to read an excerpt from uh, Dennis Farrell's video game article on SomethingAwful.com, where he talks about the next level storytelling, environmental storytelling, and mm-hmm. Fallout Four. It says, "I just finished a quest that involved shooting a lot of enemies." Taking a few moments to explore my surroundings, I came upon a skeleton. Laying next to him was a mannequin. Was this guy sleeping with the mannequin? Or did he keep it nearby as a sad substitute for human interaction, like the Will Smith movie I Am Legend? It really made me think some deep thoughts. Then I stomped across the skeleton and his mannequin to pick up a box of bottle caps. I was on my way to shoot a bunch of enemies for a quest. I just shot a bunch of enemies while wandering around, then met an NPC and escorted it while we shot a bunch of enemies. The NPC entered a door by standing perfectly still in front of it, then fading out of existence. <laughs> you know, he, he, he bags on it a lot, and I, I really do want to praise it. As funny as that is, um, I was talking about that it brings uh, more of an action element mm-hmm. to certain parts of it. And I think you really see that toward the beginning when you first meet uh, Preston Garvey at the museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go up and get the power armor. And like that turns it into like a real shooter where you're kind yeah, of semi-invincible. Briefly. You can... St- yeah, briefly. You, mm-hmm. you stomp around and then a death claw mm-hmm. just pops up from out of That's nowhere. That's pretty rough. I died the first time on Me that. Me oh, yeah? Wow. Hey, I didn't. That so death claw's you guys. That death claw's bad news. Yeah, it takes a while to wear them down. Well, I kept backing Death claws in general are bad news. Mm-hmm. But I, I like what the... It's right in the name. I like what they do with the power armor this time around. Like, in previous Fallout's power armor was always like uh, a super overpowered endgame thing. That, like, you'd have to wait until someone gave you training. And then, like, okay, all these power armor suits I've been finding throughout the game, I can finally use. This is amazing. And then this time around, like, they give it to you almost right away. And then, but they they take uh, fuel cells to run. And the fuel cells are really scarce and they don't last for very long at all. 
So you have to be really strategic about when you use these things. And then you, you have uh, the rigs at your house and you can build more to, to uh, house more suits and just like leave them standing there. And you can I, get jet boots. Oh, yeah. The jet boots. You, you talking about this, Michael, reminds me why why it's here. It's because like, this game is so built for you. It's like, and you can you can craft this, and it's an open world, and you can mm-hmm. do this, and yeah. you, can, you can go anywhere, and you can make things, you can make settlements. Like, I feel like you are just like, you love feature-rich open world games. Yeah, I do. And this is the definition of like, Every feature. Oh, Tyler hates yeah. those. Building oh. game, well, crafting like game, said, like shooting said, game. With the like learning a new like learn let's it's like someone saying, Let's play a card game, but we all need to read the rules for two hours <laughs> before we can start. And that's and that's that is how I feel with a lot of open world games, so like learn your system. I praise Earth Defense Forces. I don't have to learn shit. Within one second, I'm the best person you ever like, at the like game. To just go yeah. shoot. Well, and, it, yeah, it could do a better job tutorializing. Like, you know, I'm used to I will learn the rules as I mm-hmm. go. And that's what's happening here, but I kind of there you you kind of have to push from within, like yeah. you have to be a self starter because it's not going to hold your hand for a lot of this. No, shit. no, and, and, and like I, I fully intend to start again when a I can clear up more hard drive space or b mm-hmm. get it on a console. Didn't run very well on my PC uh. again. Put six hours into it while frustrated because I loved the rest of it. Also, I think we're not talking about the very best feature of Fallout Four Xbox One mods. McCready. Miss Foxface, Sean has been changed, but he absolutely refuses to calm down. I think he needs some of that maternal affection you seem to be so good at. Of course, Sean the baby is the best. No, the best feature is that Codsworth will say swears if you type in your name. Okay, so I noticed something really weird. I name so I made a male character and a female character. Ew, Uh you can't do that. I named them both Charlie. Mm-hmm. Codsworth only recognizes that the male's name is Charlie. What? He refers to the male character by Charlie, will not refer to the this female character. This seems like some Charlie. weird spelling of and the I'm, name Carly. I'm wondering if it's because I spelled them differently. So mm-hmm. Charlie, I spelled I-E uh, for the yeah. girl that's and it. E-Y that's for it. a boy. So I'm wondering if that's, <laughs> that's, definitely that's it. what it was. That's definitely it. He's that's like, cool. I'm not even going to try. Good no, evening, madam. It. It, it really seems Mom. like, man, such a simple thing to do be like, this name can be spelled multiple ways. We'll put two entries in. And yet there's only one way to spell. This fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh, I, it was really clever of them to, evening, Tiff to, ba- to basically <laughs> announce, like, we're doing this thing where one character is going to be able to say a bunch of names mm-hmm. and not really tell anyone what names and then be like, oh, people are going to name their character fuckface. Let's do it. Well, they mm-hmm. no, they said in the press conference, Did like, they? you'll even be able to name them things like Boobies. Yeah. Mr. Boobies. Where have you been, Cumbelch? Like, I that don't was think clever. Cumbelch is on no, the list. It's always been. I almost <laughs> wish they had not announced this and just the first person to name their character Boobies was like, what? what? I've been naming my link this for years and no one's ever acknowledged it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I kind of oh, wish Codsworth you know had been in Monster Hunter 4 because <laughs> I named my character MC Asbarf. And his palico is crap face. <laughs> my only issue with that is... I named like, myself President Dick Scab. Nothing. Gross. Nothing. I ditched, uh, I ditched Codsworth immediately because I'm like, oh, you're, I you're never sticking the mud. I never used him as a companion, yeah, actually. He's, he's like, not... Okay, my he's first interesting. He's the first He guy. started talking to me in the middle of a battle, and I went up to talk to him. <laughs> like, uh, in a dismiss thing popped up. I didn't even see it. And he's like, good day, sir. I'm like, where the fuck? 
fuck are you going? And like, he just left. And then you assigned him a place to go. I didn't. I just, it was just dismissed. You definitely did. Again. When you hit the dismiss button, a list, where would you like to send God's word? Get the fuck out of here. There's people firing at us. I definitely dismissed a, a character and then like, just like pressed through it and then went, Oh fuck! Where did I just send them? I'm there. You had that same problem where you just no. I didn't have that same problem. You couldn't Dog find meat them. Just disappeared. No, no, you just missed. Uh... Oh no, no, Paladin Dance. I knew exactly where I dismissed him to. Uh... It's just the area that he ends up going when you send him there is behind a door you cannot open. It's, it's Speaking of game. sticks in the mud, Paladin. Uh, dance. Fucking Paladin Dance, uh, yeah, man. So did, did you? Uh, did you uh, f- the jet engine when you could? Because no. I did. Whoa, spoiler. No. Yeah, a spoiler, but uh, no, I did not. I, uh, oh, that's, I, that's pretty early in the game, though. When, when he asked oh. me... Oh, then we're not thinking of yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, there's like a, a rocket that you can turn on, but like oh. he's in a room fighting... But it's like oh. right under this rocket exhaust. Yeah, that is super early on. And yeah, you but... can... So my, no, because I don't think you're past me. <clears throat> my issue with playing oh, Fallout, the story. which I am enjoying it a lot, but is that like every time I meet someone, I'm like, nah. You suck. Like, as soon as I did Paladin Dance's mission, and he was like, you want to join us? You want to join the Brotherhood of Steel? I was like, no. And then I go... But you'll get power I have, armor. I have found my perfect faction, and I'm sticking with them, yeah. and I'm not... I'm done. And Powder I found, gangers. I have found my... I found my one companion. <laughs> tunnel snakes. So I went... And my, tu- my companion runs around saying, tunnel snakes rule! Really? I heard that one time. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's from the fucking third game. Oh, okay. I love Fallout 3. He's um, from Fallout 3. He was a child. More than this game. In fact, I remember, I think it was really my, uh, it might have been my just passion for Fallout 3 at Games Radar mm-hmm. that got it to be our game of the year for that year. Mm. Because I remember being one of the only people going, no, this has to yeah. be the game of the year. This like, is a great Grand game. Theft Auto 4. And I was like, no. <laughs> Fallout 3 is the best damn game. Because I, I, I don't want to talk about that game when we're talking about 4, but... Well, just for lack of a better word, that was the first. That is the first Fallout so, game for like an entire generation. What I missed, mm. what I yeah, what I missed in this game is in Fallout Three when you walk out of the vault. When I walked mm. out of the vault, I was like, "Oh my god, look at this huge world!" Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like technical achievements like that mm-hmm. are going to be less impressive as time goes I on. I played it this year. Uh, Unfortunately, and I, I thought the opening was excruciating. Yeah, only because I only because I'd done it before and I was doing the game. Of the I, year th- I think it's year. a good. It's it's really a good thing that games can't rely on like the technical mm-hmm. uh, impressiveness yeah. anymore. Because like walking out of that vault in Fallout Three, I was like, I've never seen an open world mm-hmm. like this. This is so cool. Uh, but it's good because it means they have to rely on better writing, better characters, better you know systems, um, and that's like what. I think Fallout 4 tries to do by adding a lot of interesting systems like the like I know people who just like have barely done any quests and spend all their time building settlements building mm-hmm. awesome settlements and really having fun yeah, doing I've been that. doing that too like all this crap I've gathered <laughs> I can build a gigantic what I house can do. I gotta do something with it yeah, yeah I'm, I am kind of stuck so on good. the like I, I have to still find food for the settlement and like I've got most of the plants you assholes need but I need to find like the fifth one before I can move on to building defenses or things I actually care about I have so much food now it's not mm. even funny I'll just lord it over me why don't you Yeah. well my problem now is that my settlement is so big I don't have enough people but you can only have mm. so many people per workstation so my main settlement can't have more than like 17 people in it wow that's lame well, I mean, it's a very small settlement. It's pretty small, but not even stable gene pool large. But that just means I'm I'm just gonna tear everything down and start building cool shit now. Cool. cool. 
Another sure. another cool thing about Fallout 4 is that there's a console command you can use to change the scale of anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you can become giant and you <laughs> can like make a giant deathclaw. Yeah, Tyler I saw has one been of your having stories. a lot of fun breaking the game. One of the stories you guys published had like a giant dog meat. Yeah, follows you around. like any, the size of Clifford. You can make any character object. You can mm-hmm. make it all giant. That, but that is like, like, I, it goes all the way back to Doom for me. I think where it's like. When I learned about the God Mode code, mm-hmm. um, it was like, okay, it's a game ruined. Like, it, Can that I make yourself giant? Uh, in Fallout? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I became, I broke the game because I became a giant who was like stomping over forests, and like <laughs> the game could not understand the collision, like uh, on that. And Can you still fit it. inside the dungeons like that? I don't know. I didn't try. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, uh, well, you can, but you clip through the world real Yeah. Bad. Um, <laughs> Mm, there is this video series. It's actually a Polygon video series called Monster Factory that I That's love best one. so yeah. fucking much. And the the Fallout trilogy that they do, the Fallout Four trilogy that they do about the final Pam, is one of the greatest <laughs> things I've yeah. ever seen. I, I want to give it props for having a character creator that lets you create absolute awful monsters. monsters. Mm. Just horrible. <laughs> you horrible and I, you beasts. and I, spent hours making like the most adorable characters. God, we my could. my characters are both so precious. I love that you can like add freckles and stuff and adjust. Mine like, the... are both uh, freckly redheads. Yeah. Like they're the you, cutest things like, on the planet. Every game from now on should have this, where if you want to put a scar on your character or something, you can adjust like the intensity because like i don't like i think a scar like might look cool on my character but so often in like character creators it's like i'll choose the scar it's like face destroyed my face has been clipped in twain when i found out you could adjust the transparency which i did not see at first fallout menus bad at communicating things again i I think i pointed that out to you you did i was like oh my god like so i can give my character like light freckles a little lip scar it's a really good character creator Mm -hmm. like you can make cool stuff my characters are so cute. And I love making characters. I spend hours making characters. And I have the And not actually boyfriend. playing. They could just release a game that's just called Character Creator, and all you do is make <laughs> characters, I and I would that. play that. <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably move on to... Uh, yes. Number seven. You've got work to do. Your reflexes are still slow. Maybe for a witcher. Think drowners or striggers will go easy on you because you haven't undergone the mutations? No, they won't at all. What uh, game is this? Goddamn. Of course they won't. It's The Witcher 3. Of course it is. No, this isn't Pikmin? It's not Pikmin. <laughs> it sounds like oh, Pikmin. It does sound exactly a lot like yeah. Pikmin. But I, if there was not, a whistle in there, it would I mean, be it's not Pikmin. Same voice actor. Pikmin took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah. It's actually dark, which also has that actor. So Witcher 3 is a gigantic, expansive open world filled with cool things to do and also kill. Uh, Mostly I remember wandering around in swamps, killing drowners and uh, other gross things. I'm hunting bigger game. The Nilfgaardians the Griffin killed. Where'd you find them? Ah, I see. You a witcher. That monster slayer they's talking about in the village. Yeah, it's the adventures of the monster detective. Yes, and uh, and his trusty horse Roach, who's a total asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roach yeah, is the I, this is this should have been the name, and name. I would have bought three copies. Right, yeah. <laughs> the adventures the of the monster detective and the horse is a total asshole. Sounds like the best J.K. Rowling <laughs> book I've ever heard horse. of. You described that when you first started playing it. Like this is a game, but this is about a monster detective, and I'm like, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> great. It is. Yeah. He literally stands around looking and examining things that have little like uh, 
microscope or uh, footprints, magnifying glass. Here's a red icon. patch. I guess I'll interact with it. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell about this body? This body is dead. <laughs> and, and remember, everyone, Obama was presented with a copy. <laughs> Of, of actually, it was, I think one of the books. Oh, that's it? right. No, he, he or got the a game? copy of the game. Of the game. Yeah. We went to Poland because they're like, "This is our greatest export." Here you yeah. go. Uh, he's, oh, he's wow. Got acquainted with the no, Polish game industry. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done with this country. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I prefer more uh, directed experiences. I was expecting sausage. But I'll settle for this um, so Witcher much, fiction. So much cool shit in a Witcher Three. That's true. Uh, it looks great. Yeah, and like it's it, beautiful. I feel like it takes forever before like the main story really gets started. But the you, you have to get like out of White Orchard. Yeah, White Orchard takes a long time. It's, it's like the Hinterlands in Dragon yeah, Age. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah, like yeah. Dragon Age where everyone was but, like, leave the Hinterlands. But it's more fun than the Hinterlands is, were. Yeah. Like, there's more to do. There's yeah. It's it's like a self-contained world, and then you do all this stuff that feels really epic and climactic, and it's like, all right, now you're ready for the real game. But I think that the standard thing, like, uh, how long does it take me to get into it? Get to the Baron's Quest. Once you get to the Baron's Quest, yes. you'll be hooked because that quest is, quest is so good. Is amazing. I voted it's for so oh, what's his name, the actor who played the Baron as oh, I don't know. Um, as like best hmm. best performance of the year. Cause, really? Like, yeah, because like I I didn't play it, but I. Uh, watched a lot of videos that, and I was like, "That's a really cool character." Yeah, no, he's I, I a love great him character. because he's like, "I'm a tough bandit king, but at the same time, I'm a very vulnerable person." I'm and if you my play wife a, and daughter. Yeah, if you play <laughs> I, your cards just right, voice, I will I cry about my actions. That's pretty good, me. Know what that's like, Witcher? No. How the fuck could you? I was left with nothing, nothing, only the bottle. That's such a good quest. There yeah. are a lot of really good quests. Like, he's, game, he's a horrible person who is at the same time very sympathetic. Every single person in those games is a horrible person. That's true. That's true. His wife and daughter are also horrible people. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. his, his, his daughter more than his wife, I think. You said it, She's not a horrible person. She's just fucking sick of her dad. She's <laughs> like, you beat the shit out of me and my mom. Like, yeah. why... You, I'm going to go join a bunch of, of fanatics. You said it becomes, like, really epic, but something I also wrote about, because I did play a bit of it, not as much as you guys. Um, Not near, no. No, nowhere near as much. I'm 170 but, hours in. What I really liked and something I wrote about is like, I like RPGs that let you feel like a part of the setting. Mm. And I think Gwent was a brilliant way to yeah, do that. Because yeah. like, it's hard to simulate social interaction with NPCs because mm. they're not going to pass the Turing test. They're NPCs. Like, they can say a few things. But the social interaction of playing a card game, like, oh, I'm going to stick around in a tavern and play a card game with this guy. Like, I'm a part of this world. I feel like so many RPGs forget to make you feel like you belong there. Mm. Like, they, they just, like, you go to a town and it's just, like, a bunch of shopkeepers there only to sell to you, apparently. <laughs> and, like, or a guard walking around going, I arrow to the all knee. All I do is explain things that happened within the last 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> but then just having a guy there who's like, oh, you, you want to, like, play this card game with me? Is like, that's such a cool inclusion mm. that they built a whole card game, like, a pretty good card game. Yeah. They played it into their open world game. Like, that's that's something I, I'd love to see even more of. Is they it going to replace your of... Hearthstone Call of Duty poker as your... Uh, no, Hearthstone's better. But um, but yeah, it's, it's little stuff like that, like in GTA, where it's like you can do these weird little side activities that makes it feel like, oh, I'm living in this world. This is cool. But I mean, those were in The Witcher 2 as well. You could do the arm yeah. wrestling oh, yeah, they had, the fighting. They had like and, yeah. No, those are... I just think those but, are a really good inclusion that a lot of RPGs kind of forget, like... 
make it feel like you're part of the world and you live this one here. Has arm wrestling and forced dice. And and the thing is, Geralt has sort of a complex relationship with the world in that. Uh, it on, hates him. On the, well, it, it does hate him, but it tries. It's very polite to him. It tries to get along with him, and like, yeah, you're going around talking to townspeople, and then like every once in a while, you'll meet someone like, "Oh, get the fuck out of here, you witcher, you monster mutant!" Bah! And like, what? I'm just trying to buy some Gwent cards, man. So, so he's, I literally did not do anything. So he's he's now a Muslim in America, you, basically. <laughs> he's what? He's a Muslim in America. Hey, Gerald, you just going like to keep that. killing everything? If, yeah. if there were like a dozen Muslims in the world? Yes. <laughs> Total. Uh, and they, they also had magical monster killing power. So that's the thing. That, that is DLC for The Witcher 3. Everyone, a dozen Muslims. Everyone despises you, but they also need you. Mm-hmm. Because you, only witchers can, are capable of killing monsters. My metaphor was a little bit off, I'll admit that. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was on point. Thank you. You're brave Thank for saying you. it, not well, a coward. You know, I mean, what I'm saying <laughs> is that, you know, America's really got a lot of problems with, uh, you know, uh, xenophobia and racism and religious intolerance. Why are you trying to make him sound like a reasonable human <laughs> why, being? Why, why is Donald saying this? Look, I don't know why I say the things I do. Mm-hmm. But it's our I'm job. On it's our job to do it. Yeah, yes. yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. But I'm on a podcast. This is about running your mouth and getting yourself in trouble. Somebody's got to say this stuff. Might if as I'm, well be you. If you have any problems, why don't you stop being a pussy and tell me on my Twitter? H e n e r. Witcher three. Um, I love the structure of the game. Like Witcher two was a really fantastic game, but I feel like making an open world, and I know this is a divisive mm-hmm. sentiment, making an open world uh, made it much more fun and interesting for me that I could explore freely in this gigantic landscape and just sort of find, oh, like, here's here's a hut out in the middle of nowhere. The What's last... going on here? Oh, the guy who lives inside is uh, a werewolf or something. The last so... Witcher wasn't open? No. no. Uh, it was... It was sort it was, of it was open in that open? you could travel back and forth between these large-ish okay. areas. Yeah. But uh, they weren't anywhere near yeah, as well, It wasn't yeah, challenging. You just might limited time with Witcher 2. Like, right. It was one yeah. of the biggest things it's a big that game. ever moved but around one in. One of the things that I will say that I do miss from The Witcher 2 is... I played The Witcher 2 a lot, but there is... Um, I felt like there was more divisive choice in The Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one point in the game where you make one decision and you go down one completely different path. Or you yeah. make another and you go down a completely different path. Mm. It and both of those sides of are game. at war with each other. Yeah. I, I it changes an entire half of the To be totally game. honest, I don't think that actually works in an open world. It worked in The Witcher, though. Yeah, but like in a, complete, so, in a, in a real open world game, like, moral decisions... It can't close off factions of the world. Yeah, well, to you. what you're saying it can is only bring an, you into different zones. In an open world game, you want to be able to play everything. everything. Yeah, and that, like I, I, I distinctly recall an interview where someone at CD Projekt said pretty much just that, where they were like, um, "You know, The Witcher Two is great, but we blocked off a huge part of the story mm-hmm. for some players, and it's like you never want someone to feel like, oh, I made this decision and I missed like the better part of the story I, or whatever." So I, they, that's why, that's they decided I think, against. It I definitely for this game. do think on my first playthrough of The Witcher Two, I made the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I made the right choice the second time around. You, I know you did. I mean, like Telltale strategy. Because the first time around, I just picked who I thought was hotter. <laughs> Madam Dick, and I made a huge <laughs> mistake. Madam Dick Scab, would you like to make a giant mistake characters. and change the course of your game? And said yes. yes. Yeah, it's it's true. Be a jerk forever. Miss Fuckface. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like they went more with Telltale strategy, where it's like you'll change the details, but. 
the whole, you'll get the whole I story. I still feel like I am making a lot of choices in the world, and I can, like, there are some where I see immediate effects, and some where I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that's and probably going to come I back you, and bite me. I know you me, haven't but... finished it, but there are a bunch of different endings, right? I, yeah, there are 36 you also intentionally endings? not finished it. Yeah, have, no, have, I know. By, she never wanted to leave. Well, I'm Metal so, Gear came out. Well, and, first of all, I'm 170 hours into The Witcher. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Let me buy, like, 40 have, hours of your time a year. Sell it to me. No, not not time time. with you. I just want your free time. No, he actually wants like he wants to go to the pier and like get cotton candy with you. Like, no, Chris, that sounds wonderful. He just wants to spend time. Do you want to go to the pier and get cotton candy with me? I love you so much. I'm going to be unemployed next. Wait, when this is airing, I'm employed right now. Unemployed right now. Going to be unemployed for like four hours. I know. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, rain it in. Sorry, sorry. The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three. Great combat. Also. Um, the monsters are a lot of fun to fight. I, I think it's, it's a lot more fluid than two. Was. I think really sure. I think it's the best looking game. One of the yeah, best looking games of the year. year. Absolutely, yeah, and sure. unlike you think more. Yeah, I would. Say, in, in terms of the scale uh, of what you're doing, unlike Metal Gear? The, unlike yeah. the other, big... no, but like, that's like a dark, rocky area with nothing in it. Every yeah, time I watched point. The Witcher, it was a Everything huge. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Leave Afghanistan. Out of it's a beautiful <laughs> country. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Everything in Metal Gear does kind of look the same. Yeah, even but, Africa looks. But every exactly time I, the same. I would like see you playing The Witcher, I streamed it with Michael. Like it was a gorgeous. Like it looked, it looked like. New technology, and it's, I, it's I haven't beautiful. seen that a lot Absolutely from a lot of games. Beautiful. Which game had the best communists, though? Um, ooh. Mm. Uh, Fallout. Hey, <laughs> again, I have I have my, my like the best game of the year. No one's talking about Call of Duty Three Zombies. I would I would throw the rest Call of Duty Three Call of Black Duty Black Ops, Ops Three, 3 ah. Zombies. I would throw the rest of that game into a fucking river and yeah, never look the, back. And like yeah, the zombies portion is amazing. The zombies are kind of cool. It's. It's the disgraced magician Jeff Goldblum battling zombies. <laughs> yeah. That just that sentence. It's pretty good. It's ama- no. It should be a standalone. I wanted to also take a second to compare it to Warner Brothers Interactive's other big mm. open world game, uh, which Arkham. Uh, Arkham. Arkham. Mad Mark. No. Arkham. Arkham Asylum. Or Arkham. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mad Arkham, Knight. Arkham Knight. Thank yeah. you. I keep blanking. It's, it's like, okay. Arkham Asylum. Arkham. Arkham City. Arkham Universe. They did it four no. times. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? They did it four times. Yeah, I, I, know. I know. I know. Origins. Uh, and, and I 100% of that. But 89%. I think toward the end, it kind of got a little sloggy. And then uh, the DLC, I think this is the big difference, is the DLC for, for Arkham is not great. No. And Hearts of Stone... Got, Which I haven't played yet. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played it either. I, I can't spoil it because I haven't played it. Uh, but great fucking reviews. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, came we, out. Yeah, it got really high scores. We reviewed it really well. Yeah, good, good, good story. That's awesome yeah. to hear. Because so, like that was, if I'm being honest, it's the only DLC I really played was Arkham's, and it was not. Good. I'm not against the idea of a season pass, but like the the uh, the Arkham uh, the Arkham theory of we'll give you a lot of not terrible things. <laughs> And therefore, this makes it worth your while. It was not. It, like, nothing in there was worthwhile. So, Michael, I thought you were going to say Mad Max when you said Warner Brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. shit, they did that, And too. that made me realize, wow, I guess we need to, like, now respect Warner Brothers as a publisher of big open world games. Three in one year. Yeah, year. I didn't. I never thought of them that way. But they made, um, or they published uh, the... Uh, Shadows of Murder? Yeah, Shadows of Mordor, and that was like a really last year's. That was like last year's kind of like yeah. cool inventive open world game. Like, but I don't like I don't think of them as, as like a two K or or sorry a Take Two or a a, a Rockstar kind of thing. 
but uh, or Ubisoft, or Ubisoft. But yeah, I guess like uh, I mean, Warner Brothers has gone from kind of being like a haha. Like I, I kind of yeah. remember it being like, oh, they, oh, they make like silly licensed no, games. No, they, they, uh, they make really good games. Yeah. These so days. They, amazing open world game, great open world game, mm-hmm. and pretty decent open world game. Like mm-hmm. none of them have been bad. They've you won't regret been, your purchase, huh? Except no, you won't Mad regret. Max. Yeah, I think. Well, I think even with Mad Max, a lot of people said like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like the best, but mm-hmm. it's. It's, it's probably yeah. at oh, least man. as good as like Just Cause Three. It looked like a license rage. That was such a ridiculous controversy when was it Polygon gave it like fifty six out of a hundred or yeah I guess they they didn't they didn't feel it but like mm-hmm. we we I don't remember what we gave it not a great score but it's it, all right it sounded like a pretty competent like game mm-hmm. I think like, you gave it four Twain ports yeah yeah PC game <laughs> I, don't, like I a... don't think it's as good as either of the other two games we're talking about I don't think no, it's as good not. as Shadow of Mordor but it's still pretty good this it's, is a, this, it's fun that's and cool. playable that's cool for them though this they, is the game because nice, they have a lot of stuff to work with they have a lot of like films to make games out of that they can I, I didn't play Witcher 3 for a reason but like it's the only game this year I'm kicking myself for not having played sucker I just don't, dude. I don't have a hundred hours. I never will. Oh, you need more than a hundred hours. Yeah, I, 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 I never will. I'm and, also playing through and doing every single side thing and yeah. going yeah. to every you, question. You mark can on the map. charge through and just play the story. Well, Rand also yeah, probably take you. And also ran what, into this year's dilemma, which was this year's dilemma was The Witcher Three comes out, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Five comes yep. out, Fallout Four comes out. Yep. These all demand a hundred hours or more, mm-hmm. and it's like ah. Uh, it it's so hard to be like a comprehensive game consumer mm-hmm. these days because like it used to be like oh GTA there's a GTA this year that's the big <laughs> like I mean I guess you if might you're have to in- compromise playing one Need for Speed this yeah, year yeah I mean if you're into JRPGs <laughs> you kind of know the pain of like oh I need 200 hours to even yeah. like get through the tutorial of this game but if if you're not into JRPGs and you've been into like Western RPGs and Western action games like this past few years have been the first years where I'm like mm-hmm. why are why is every game 100 200 yeah. hours I can't do it and I get mad and I sound like an old man and curmudgeonly uh, uh, about modern gaming but most of it is to justify a $60 price you have this giant fucking tutorial that's, that's so why long. I have that's oh, what, this overly long gaming experience but Witcher was the first thing I saw that like every time I watch someone play it it's like this justifies the big experience. Yeah. This is a big experience. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing jaw-dropping game, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be separated from uh, another game that I absolutely love, which we'll wow. get to later. Oh. But uh, over the break, but I, I intend to go back and play the shit Quit out of Witcher Three, which is to say, I will probably make it one Never story happened. beat ahead Never of where I am now. <laughs> After picking it up and going like, "Wait, what was I doing again? Oh, right, I'm trying to fuck all the wizards." Oh, I was masturbating watching real. Rob <laughs> I'm on gonna Netflix. have sex with all the lady wizards. <laughs> so hey, yeah, uh, uh, I don't recommend that. Actually, they get really bad. <laughs> Hardline sex. Battlefield Hardline <laughs> came out this year. Not a great game. But it did something I hope every game does. And that is when you pick it back up, it gives you a last time last on time. Battlefield Hardline <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. tells you what the fuck happened. Because there are so many games. If I picked up Metal Gear right now, I'd be like, uh, what was I doing? I uh, actually remember exactly what I was doing in both The Witcher and... Oh, well, I, uh, Pin a rose on your nose. I, I drink, Not a lot of things competing for your memory then, huh? Huh? I, I drink the waters of forgetfulness I, like a, a lot more trap. often. I gotta remember my mother's medication, Okay. <laughs> What? I don't I'm remember my mother's name. I had to, to lose a couple things bad. to make room for the Witcher. 
<laughs> you do you mail it to her? She doesn't live here. Wait, uh, Chris, what's my mom's name? Uh, she's gay bastard. Um, <laughs> and wait, so my mother's name is Gay. So it's, if it's you Darlie. were if you were having sex with her, what would you say? Uh, I'm fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Just. Is that a secret sound? Isolating that and turning it into a dance mix. Bullshit. Straight <laughs> weasel. Oh, someone, as my going away present, please turn that into a dance mix. Like you, a hot EDM, uh, EDM beat for me. You just Wayne Campbelled me. <laughs> I'm a fucking believer. You're going to Skype us in when we're gone, right? Yeah, are okay. you? Hang on. Google Hangouts. <laughs> Google Hangouts. Uh, way better. Really bad voice quality. It'll be great. Moogle Hangouts. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, The Witcher 3, fantastic game. It's Fuck probably yeah. cheap right now. Please run out and get it. Witcher 3 is Chris. my game of the year. Yeah. It's uh, it's close for me. I think it's probably my second. It's very close. No, no, no. It's my third. It's the, it's the one I feel terrible for not having the time to get into. And I probably mm. never will have the time. So I, 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 I feel terrible about it. It looks great. It won an award at PC Gamer, but I won't tell you which one because I'm not sure oh. if we've uh, said so yet. <laughs> I, I just sort of idly wondered on Twitter, like Wonder realizing, Warf. like I have so many games that I'm gonna be that I'm always like I'll get to that someday, and realizing like the only time I'll actually have time for that is anymore. when I'm retired yeah. to get to all those games, and by that point, I'm sure that uh, game technology will have jumped so far forward that'll. Like I said on Twitter, it'll be like picking up Dick Tracy on the NES. <laughs> yeah. I am about to be in a place where I am living completely by myself for That's a few true. months. Mm-hmm. And so I'm probably going to have a lot of time to play games. Because so you... I can't sleep in a house by myself. That is very hard for me to do. Oh, scary. So I'm going to just... Not that it's scary. It's that it's so quiet. I need some sort of noise. You need me snoring. I'll be in the suburbs, so I won't even hear like crazy people screaming outside the windows. So, so Michael, you, you know how people always say like, "Oh, when I'm when I'm eighty, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do every drug. I don't even care. I won't <laughs> I'm even play care. every game, right?" But, but your version of that is like. I'm finally going to beat The Witcher 3. That's what I'm going to do. 50 years from now. Well, actually, it's more like, I'm going to finally play Inversion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait till these are vintage games. That's going to be hilarious to me. Oh, I'll tell all the young whippersnappers. I just hope Valve uh, outlives me. (laughs) I hope Valve outlives me because I really want to be able to play those when I'm old. Yeah, and and also, like, on your deathbed, be like, Half-Life 3. Finally here, and people will be saying like, "You gotta, you gotta go out and live, man. You gotta sail in a boat or drive around the country, do something. You're almost out of time." And I'll be like, "Eh, inversion." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to play Ricochet too. I got. Gosh, I hope mm, I'm not dead. Before I'm gonna that play happens. Tower of Guns. <laughs> what? Isn't that the title? It's <laughs> a game that came out earlier. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we should probably move on to. Number six. Back again to hear another story of immense fortune and unthinkable peril. Well, I have some time. What game is this? Oh, I know. What is it? What I is know. it? I know. It's Tales from the Borderlands. That's right. You get a ding sound effect <laughs> that will probably exist. Ding! Who's coming back for this segment? Uh, Tales from the Daverland. <laughs> oh, you did a good one. Wait, was that... 
<laughs> we apologize before anybody could react. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Tales from the Borderlands. You guys were big champions of this. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play more than like 20 minutes, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say it's the best Telltale game series since the first season of The Walking Dead. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, right. that's quite a big thing to say. And, I, and I've heard a lot of people... Uh, talk, well, read a lot of people talking on Twitter about yeah. how it's Game of the Year material. It is. It's Tyler, super, who's, super good. Who's not, who I think didn't actively didn't like Borderlands and did, couldn't understand why everybody liked yeah, the like game mm-hmm. initially and like, but loves this. I mean, I would I would say I own, I have moderate Borderlands experience. Mm-hmm. Like I played like five or six hours of two. I played through um, the pre sequel. Yeah. And so I knew things here and there. I wouldn't say, like, I recognized every single character I came across. I mean, a lot of them are just original characters, but, like, there's a few cameos. And honestly, the the characters are already so well-developed and interesting that... You don't have to have that that back knowledge. You really don't. It's nice to... So I've played all of them. uh, And it's nice to know, like, when they introduce someone like Athena. Like, Mm. oh... I already yeah. know who this person is because I played the pre-sequel. Yeah. Or I know what's going on with Handsome Jack because they don't really tell you why he, like, what's up with yeah. him when you first start. You know he's not mm. around, but... Interestingly, he isn't the villain, especially not initially. Well... <laughs> you want to know the reason why I'm in that chair and you're not? For the exact same reason why North is North. Why the handsome guy always gets the girl... And why every spaceship in the universe is shaped like a cock. Wallet head. It's destiny race. <laughs> You're telling me Patrick Warburton's in this game? He, he fucking is. That's insane. He's not in that's every episode, insane. though, right? Cause uh, he's an expensive um, git. I feel like he makes brief appearances yeah, in every oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, it, well, yeah, wait. There is one episode he's not in. He, he's in an episode in an interesting way, I'll say that much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Allegiances change and things like that because it's a telltale game and it's Borderlands mm-hmm. and everyone is like looking out for number one and yeah. uh, like I still have the, this complaint that seems to get like accentuated with every new telltale game where it's like these places that I'm exploring are very small it turns out like which is weird because Borderlands is all about especially the pre sequels like oh it's a big open world um, but it kind of didn't matter because I was just so into the characters and I mean. You know, it's not as dire as The Walking Dead, but you're still making some pretty important decisions, and just the relationships in the in the game were like really, really good. Relationships, you say? Yeah. What a steaming load of scag crap! Well, well, look who decided to show her face. I was just about to get to my favorite part. You know, where you come in and you ruin my life. You no class scheming Pandoran scum! A oh, nice haircut, you lying Hyperion jackass. It is a nice haircut! Oh, shut up! Stop it, stop it! You're getting dirt in my eye! It sucks, because I'm trying to get it in your lying mouth! <laughs> Those are Reese and Fiona, the main yeah. characters, playable main characters. One is a very ambitious, kind of soulless uh, Hyperion he's a company junior man. executive. Yeah, he's a company man. He, he kind of comes off like a baby handsome Jack. Mm-hmm. And then the other is Fiona, who's a con artist who apparently grew up on Pandora with all these uh, weird tribes that live around there. Uh, wears a top hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, her and her, and her sister, Sasha, are, yeah, yeah, they're con men. And they're both awesome. They're mm-hmm. all awesome. Yeah, But they, they're partnering up with Reese uh, kind of yields, among other things, what might be one of my favorite fight scenes that I've ever seen. Oh, Eric! Oh, is that you? Wait, 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 what is this? Is it- 
Is this <laughs> real or is this a is this a joke? Oh, this is real, real. Wait, 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 wait. That's not Eric. No, it's not Eric. It's your doom. Stop squirming. You need some help over there? It looks like you're struggling a bit. I already took out mine, so. Hey, relax. No, no, no. Don't help him. Come on, let him do it himself <laughs> if he can. Shut up. No, I think he's right. You should handle it yourself. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Get back, man. Wow, nicely done. I don't need that right now. So that if whole I'm... time you're trying as Reese to uh, choke out this guard, yeah, and you're just like hammering on this button trying to choke him out. And he's like, "What is this?" <laughs> no, you got to retire. I, I thought it was going to be something else because I did see something that I thought was pretty hysterical. Uh, there is one fight that's better. Uh, the gunfight. Yeah, yeah, the gunfight. Yeah, it's so good. Albeit ripped off from the show yeah. Spaced, uh, yeah. but but yes, I thought that was really interesting. It's so good. Uh, you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. I it's absolutely it's ripped off it's from show space. Wonderful, right? wonderful. No, I love space. But I as, just a, don't know what as a game set piece, about. it's really, really cool. Yeah. So okay. I almost don't want to say Better anything not more spoil about it. it, just that there's a really cool gunfight. Yeah. Which episode is that in? Uh, say four? four gun, gunfight is in air quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, all, all of these uh, sounds are from episode one because I didn't want to run the risk of getting spoilery gotcha. for Man. the audience or for myself because I am going to play this over the break. Well, this is very, very slight spoilery, but... This game makes you care about robots. Oh my like, god, it's so Almost tough. more than humans, like, Ugh. just so many, like, <laughs> the characters you meet, especially, uh, what's the tiny one? The Gordis. Top Gord, yeah, Gordis is just the sweetest game character ever. Oh, oh, I love her so much. Yeah. Also, it's Ashley Johnson. Ah. Who does the voice for that? Yeah, the, the voice acting is really good. There's Patrick Warburton. I mean, uh, I, I, I almost on principle am supposed to hate Chris Hardwick. But his character is great. His character is so great. Because he has all the success I want. <laughs> uh, Which one is he? Vaughn. Um, yeah, Vaughn. Oh, Vaughn. The nerdy yeah. friend. Right, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly yeah. ripped Vaughn. The surprisingly <laughs> ripped Vaughn. And that is one of the, like, he has one of the best scenes in the, the entire uh, series where he's just having a bro down with with uh, with Reese, mm. they're great. So is it is it just the writing and the acting that elevates this, or Honestly, is there yeah. is there a reason it's better than say Game of Thrones? Dude, Game I of mean, Thrones is so like self. Even after a while, like all right, Jesus Christ! I've read all the books and watched the show. This is a little much. I think that this writing just fits so well yeah. with Telltale style. Yeah, I, well, I think mm. it's just that like Tell- Game of Thrones is just. I, I get it. Walking Dead was amazing and brilliant and they they pulled it off flawlessly but game of thrones to me was still really good but didn't feel as believable it didn't feel innovative at all and i, I guess telltale engine is kind of oh, makes all, every game samey mm-hmm. but they had not tried full-on comedy ever yeah. and like comedy in games is a really tough thing to achieve and, from, and like from every clip so i've good. seen uh they did a really good yeah. job especially any scene with handsome jack yeah yeah and then, like, the fact that they mix all of this great comedy mm-hmm. with some of the most emotional moments in a Telltale game. Yeah. Like, wow. the very end of... There's some really yeah. sad moments. Oh, and just, like... I mean, it's, it uses a lot of the... It uses a very Borderlands-like soundtrack, but the original music that they have in a lot of, like, the intros and credits it's are not great. not no rest for the wicked Yeah. Uh, like, That's Telltale's great at that. Just picking the, the perfect song to, like, start or end an episode. Just... So awesome. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other five games in this list. 
But first, I want you to listen to this classic that we unearthed. The narrator will explain. The recording you are about to hear was originally broadcast on December 24th, 1995. The NPR affiliate station that aired it was then immediately stormed by the National Guard, and all records and official memories of those involved were purged by the U.S. government. The only known recording has been kept under lock and key by the Vatican, deemed by five successive popes to be too dangerous to destroy. It was rediscovered earlier this year by a team of undercover activists who choose to remain anonymous in the vain hope of protecting their families. Several have been killed. All will be killed. It is our great pleasure to air again, for the first time in 20 years, the Lost Christmas Eve episode of American Jazz Whispers, starring an individual known only as The Raccoon. Hey everybody, and welcome to another smooth episode of American Jazz Whispers. It's Christmas again. Webster's Dictionary originally defined Christmas as the festival of the Christian church observed annually on the 25th day of December in memory of the birth of Christ and celebrated by a particular church service. The festival includes 12 days. The Encyclopedia Britannica, however, describes Christmas in a lengthy article that begins Christian festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. The English term Christmas, Mass on Christ's Day, is of fairly recent origin. Meanwhile, Webster's defines Encyclopedia Britannica as the unreadable work of self-important fatheads who lack the essential wit required to scribble toilet graffiti. While Britannica's article on Noah Webster calls him a gibbering ignoramus with more chins than ideas and an inability to commit to more than two sentences on any given subject. Way to write a book-length listicle, you fat, stupid, trust fund, fat, entitled baby. In the world of reference books, animosity like this is unusual, to say the least. Where did it all come from? We decided to find out. Bunch of fatuous, long-winded pricks! Who takes 20 volumes to write a reference book? Who's going to keep that on their shelves? Other pricks, that's who. We began our inquiry by time-traveling to 1828 to meet with Noah Webster, famed author of what many consider the most accessible resource on the English language. You see, I write my books for the common schoolboy, who wants to find the definition of, let's say, Easter eggs and... Can we keep it about Christmas? Christmas? Well, the premise here is already pretty shaky, so... Ah, yes, yes, I see. Christmas it is, then. Shall I begin again? Uh, yes, please, that'd be best. Uh, from the top? <laughs> you see, I write my books for the common schoolboy who wants to find the definition of, let's say, Christmas. So he looks it up and I tell him what it is with a few strokes of my pen. He won't look it up and find a long-winded article about the origins of the holiday or the birth and life of Jesus Christ, or the crass commercialism inherent in Father Christmas imagery, or madcap drinking orgies that characterize the holiday's early incarnations. Nobody needs to read all of that! Bunch of self-indulgent jackanapes muddying the waters of academia, thinking everyone wants to read them blather on for thousands of words about the value of shoe leather in India. Why, if one of them was here, I'd fuck out both his eyes and fess- my 
Webster was hiding a lot of anger behind his jolly facade, and that's evident from reading his work. Under the definition for a bunch of Scottish fuckpigs, for example, there's just an engraving of the editors of the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's the only illustration in the entire dictionary, and the only entry containing an expletive. None of Britannica's editors would agree to meet with us when we visited their offices, but something extraordinary happened as we left. You! You here looking for a fight? I beg you. Yeah, I know you type your cock and golf shite with your furry mask and your questions. You come around here asking about the great bloody yank ass crack no Webster, and you expect to leave without a beating? You come around to back with me and I'll crack your skull in two, you cowardly little shit sandwich. I'm sorry, you are? Thomas Young, Egyptologist, physicist, and ardent enemy of everything Noah Webster stands for. Look, it sounds like we got off on the wrong foot. I'm actually a journalist, and I'm trying to discover where the animosity between you and Webster actually comes from. Webster? You've talked to that shit-ass Kent on a pig's tit, have ye? You know what he does? He writes tiny little short articles bereft of any real substance. Gentle folks like us slave away like fucking shoe elves on lengthy, well-researched pieces meant to illuminate the mind and uplift the soul. And he goes and just repurposes all our content in alphabetized form. It's killing our entire cunt-ass business model and ruining the entire concept of reference reading. It was clear there were some fundamental differences here, but... What the fuck are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to record a sketch for the break. But what the fuck is the encyclopedia dictionary stuff in a show about games? Nobody wants to sit through your grammar nerd bullshit. But... Look, you have three bases to cover here. Video games, Christmas, promote the show, and then you're out. That's all you need to do. Why the fuck would you write something about Merriam-Webster? Noah Webster. Who gives a shit? Look, I... I promise this is going somewhere, okay? Just let me finish. (sighs) <sighs> this this had better be worth it. <clears throat> In my work as a radio host, I often find that distance is a great healer. Distance imparts perspective and lets you examine your problems in a way you'd never considered. Obviously, physical distance from each other wasn't helping. Webster and the Britannica editors were, after all, separated by no less a gulf than the Atlantic. But maybe distance from their work was the answer. Without warning, we catapulted Webster and Young into the distant future, where they spent six months in 2015. <laughs> Welcome back to the 19th century, Thomas. Uh, how are you feeling? Me... me mind. The things I've seen, the things I've experienced. Jesus, I need to show you this video of a dog running into a fence. Wait, why is me vine loading? Where's me service? Fucking T-Mobile. Good God, ye wee furry pissant. What have you done? Don't worry about that for now. I'm hoping you might have gained some fresh perspective on the world of reference books, now that you've seen how encyclopedias and dictionaries coexist in the future. Dictionaries? Encyclopedias? You daft, you trash panda! Read Wikipedia if you want that nonsense. What is an encyclopedia next to the experience of building a rusting oil platform into the military utopia of Mother Base? What is a dictionary when every colorful obscenity that occurs to me means a higher score in quiplash? I don't know what any of that means. It's 1995! And what, you've never been to 2015? No, I haven't really had the chance to make it out there. 
Oh, but you've got to, man. They've got the best games. And there's this thing called a podcast, yeah? My favorite's called Video Game Apocalypse. And you can subscribe to it through iTunes. And they like it if you give them five-star reviews. Again, none of that makes sense. Young was clearly delirious and wouldn't be much help. I visited Noah Webster at home, but found it abandoned. After speaking with his neighbors, I found him in the laboratory where he'd spent years composing his dictionary. I must... I must find it! I must discover a way to recreate Rocket League! Are you alright, Mr. Webster? You! You did this to me! Now I'll never be happy until I can recreate the best video games from 2015! I... I think it can be done, yes! If I just equip the buggies with the method of hitting the soccer ball, I think I can bring Rocket League to the 19th century. But oh, there's a problem of aerodynamics. Do you have a second to talk about dictionaries? No! No, I do not have a second to talk about dictionaries or encyclopedias. What a waste of time. Here I spent all these years thinking the written word was on fleek, only to find out it's actually crying face emoji. No! Video and interactivity are the future of content. What are you- podcast! Oh, the podcast, man! Did you know you can get all kinds of secret content by going to patreon.com slash laser time and contributing just a few dollars? Why, you could even participate in Google Hangouts with the host! Sometimes they're drunk. It is a spectacle, I say. A spectacle! Those aren't actual words. Bah! Academic pursuits are trivial next to helping Geralt of Rivia hunt monsters. Open world games and VR are the future of mankind. Foy! Foy, I say. To Witcher 3 is hot trash next to the simple majesty of the Phantom Pain. Bah, bah, what? Why, you upstart? If sneaking around in a barren desert is your idea of a good time, you can take your big boss loving ass out of my office. The landscapes of Skellige Islands are beautiful and populated and filled with things that might actually justify a drawn-out development cycle. Oh, look at the big fat Yankee bitch. So eager to secede from the crown, and then you go and spend all your time swinging a sword around like a daft ponce. I wouldn't even bother footing in someone like you back to Mother Base. I don't- You have insulted me, sir, and I demand satisfaction! What are your terms? Knives at dawn! Very well! I shall make like Scorpion and chop you in two! <laughs> I'll cut you up like Shulk's final smash! I'm really feeling it. Ho oh, ho! I thought you didn't like sword swinging ponces! Why wait until dawn? Let's settle this now! Agreed! Until dawn was a slightly disappointing game anyway! What? I'll kill you! Bring it on, Sid Bird! Oh my god, they're... they're dead! I... I... Mr. Webster! Oh, Mr. Webster, you're alive! I never followed Vigigame Apocalypse. <laughs> On Twitter, at VGA... at VG Apocalypse. <laughs> I regret this profoundly. Don't make the same mistake I did. Also, happy holidays. No! Mr. Webster, don't go into that dark night! Freeze, dirtbag! We are the Time Police. The raccoon, you stand in violation of Article 9725601234786 of the Time Travel Code, otherwise known as Inviolable Rule 376, otherwise known as the We Can't Have Nice Things Law. Fuck yous, coppers! You'll never catch me alive this Christmas! You're right. We've seen the future. 
That's why we've decided to destroy time travel technology before it can be invented in 1984 on Christmas. No, you can't. We'll all cease to exist. How will that teach kids the true meaning of Christmas? That is the price we all must bear as proud members of the Time Police. Oh, and just in case you forgot, it's Christmas at this time. Damn you, Time Police! The brazen Christmas spirit displayed by your handsome and noble officers has thwarted me yet again! But you haven't seen the last of me! That's it. That's all there is. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have made history. If you are issued the prophylactic earpiece, you may now remove it. You are safe. All is safe. All is ending. Thank you. Have a good day. Merry. Merry day. Merry Christmas day. Merry Christmas. Merry thank you. Merry br- No. No. Merry holiday. Merry New Year. Merry. 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 Any guesses as to what this is? Um, uh, pilot wings at Nickelodeon. <laughs> Some kind of Star Fox uh, variant with the well, uh, language. First off, who who have I got joining me now? Uh, Splat Elston. Splat Elston. Who else? Uh, Heidi Krill. Yeah, I need. I need. You can, a, you can go with yes. Krampus. This is going to be played on Christmas. Heidi Krampus. Yes, something. Fine. Well, I want to do a squid pun or oh, ocean life that's pun. Good too. Eh. I, I'm uh, Bob, trending gamer Mackie. Yeah, I'm are. always trending. <laughs> it never ends. All right, you all know what this is because yeah, I told course. you in advance. <laughs> Tell the audience. Splatoon. Yay! Victory. Noise. Victory. Yeah, I just found that out. I'm, yeah, I'm kind. You won a match for the first. I'm time. kind of a Splatoon fraud uh, <laughs> in that uh, I. This is a history I have with my video game music, VG Empire, where uh, there's a lot of shows, a lot of games that I know mostly for the music, for like playing the games, mm-hmm. not playing games far less than I listen to the soundtrack. So Spl- this is an excellent game for you. Yes, because solely because this was uh, you're doing a year end show here, obviously, yes. and VG Empire does one as well, and I really was going back and forth between this and the other game I'll be on the show about mm-hmm. about what was the best soundtrack of the year and Splatoon mm-hmm. for me for much of the year was was my favorite like just the variety of the tracks the weird like sort of ska sort of jet set radio yeah sort yeah, of, yeah yeah like, they, even, they even added music with all the updates yeah. like there would be new songs that yeah. would pop up too which is great and I thought I'm always a fan of that the music was just such a like it, it, it fits so well even without even seeing the game in motion literally until today uh, when I sat in here and played it for like an hour or two, oh, um, wow. and I, I liked yeah. what I played, but and, I and strangely it fits in so well with the rattle of the guns. That is somebody getting And I think a, a brush, uh, just go or, or a paint roller, uh, paint just roller, going yeah. going over the stage with the paint roller. So we should talk a little bit about what the game yeah. is for. The six or seven of you who haven't played it, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, it is a mostly competitive shooter exclusive to Wii U, where you play as uh, squid kids named Inklings who can turn from from kids to squids, as the commercial has told us. <laughs> and your goal is to cover each map in as much of your team's color as possible. You know, you can uh, knock out other players, but it's not really... A, 
it's like a direct benefit to you, I think. It's been a while since I've played it. Yeah, it's more... I mean, I haven't played far less than Heidi, but it seemed more like... The, knocking them out just means that's less time for them to cover yeah, them. Yeah, I believe you get extra experience points for yeah. killing another player. So of it's course, like it, a, it takes like 10 seconds for them to respawn, and 10 seconds yeah. in Splatoon, you can do a lot in like 10 three, seconds. three minutes in the match, you can do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went into this kind of skeptically, like, you know, I'm not really a fan of multiplayer-focused games, uh, but jumping in, like, it was so immediately incredibly fun because of the way the Wii U is set up, there is no pressure to communicate yeah. or uh, to part. perform because you're just matched with random people. So, like, they can't rag on you if you don't do a good job. You, you can yeah. tell I have some hang-ups here <laughs> with multiplayer in general. I'm really bad at games. Yeah. Uh, no, it was fun. And even, even the, like, aiming with the gamepad, which is not... It's uh, not my favorite part of the game, mm, but... You know, there is a right analog stick. Yeah, but the vertical, like, it, I guess the, by default that's disabled and you have to go oh, okay. in and turn it on, I guess, to, like, actually use the stick to look up and down. Yeah. But, uh, it is, yeah. 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 Okay. But I didn't, wanna, I didn't have time to mess with the menus, so, I mean, it still took time to get used to, but it does allow for precision, so, like, the single-player stuff, I found myself using it a lot, because, like, you can line up enemy shots, and it's less chaotic than playing multiplayer, so you yeah. can take some time and, like, oh, this is kind of getting to that, like, mouse level of aiming where you can like really nuanced take nuanced mm-hmm. shots but uh another thing i really liked about this game was that they sort of there is a single player campaign yeah and they kind of hide it in a corner of like the main <laughs> literally in the sewer I, yeah literally yeah. in the sewer you have to you there's a there's a creepy old man who's beckoning you and you and as a he's child like, he's like this old conspiracy theorist yes. type who's mm. telling you about you know the octopus army that's invading he it's like so but he's weird. right the yes. lore is like Dark Souls in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Look yeah. at the clues and you'll you'll put it together yourself. And there's there's so much darkness behind that cartoony exterior. Well Holy there's the crap. one there's the one character who sells you equipment and he's got like um a bunch of like discarded shells behind him and in front of him are like the creatures he's about to destroy, you know, with like a screwdriver, just like dig them out of their shells oh, and eat man. them and they're quivering. <laughs> because they know death is imminent. This is a dark game. Wow. It is. Well like yeah. I, I think some people piece together the lore from the journals and things that you can find. Yeah. And it's set, like, thousands of years in the future after mankind has become extinct because of climate change. Mm. And so these <laughs> squids evolved Dry into, land's a myth, man. Yeah, the squids evolved into inklings, which are beings that, like, their bodies are made of liquid, which is really weird, yet they can hold two consistent forms, mm. turning into squids and disappearing into ink. Hmm. Not gonna look into this too much. No. Okay. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> but that 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 mechanic of being able to disappear in it yeah, is yeah, also yeah. really important to the single player, especially because it it turns it into this kind of portal esque way of mm. getting around. Like yeah. you can climb up very steep things just by spraying them with paint beforehand. Well, mm-hmm. that works in the multiplayer too. It's a very strategic. That's true. Deal because. Yeah. Turf, um, if, well, if you cover it on the ground, that's what counts, but inking the walls doesn't get you any extra points. However, it means you can get to places easier, so... That's true, that's true. Yeah, usually, I usually just spray in front of me, and then I'll travel through that, like, trail, you know, just to get a little more ink in, you know, in my, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, Super Soaker. This game is totally a 90s game, even though it was yes. made in 2015. <laughs> I feel like it is the Nickelodeon game we never got in the, yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything everything you spread of your gun looks like a Nickelodeon logo. Yeah. It's like, Phew! Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I just trying to imagine a reskin with like Ren and Stimpy and Doug and <laughs> Bugrats and like everyone is constantly getting slimed in the game. So yeah, well, yeah, like does anyone understand these references? The, the, the audience they're going for. Do they even know they're playing a Nickelodeon game? I don't think so. I don't. know. I guess only because Ninja Turtle. Nickelodeon owns Ninja Turtles now, so oh, I feel right. like that's probably the best the best path. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't get any Ninja Turtles because mm-hmm. there was one like around PAX they did an Autobot Decepticon thing in the game, right? Where like you voted or like. You pick you picked a team at the beginning, or yeah, or something with the online components. Yeah, right? it's kind of it? like that old uh, Wii U channel, the voting oh, channel, man, I love where that. it's like, do you like pirates or ninjas? But now yeah. you you choose a team to be on, and you fight for that team. So it's right. like hamburgers or pizza or cats and dogs. I think pizza just won the uh, big. Uh, I thought uh, hamburgers won. I was really pissed off about oh, that. Man. Yeah, man, I wanted to fight in the pizza war. So not, yes. <laughs> not my America, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was one where it was like Autobot Decepticon, and uh, like they had unique shirts at PAX, and I was like, oh, God cool. damn it, I want that shirt because. It was basically just the logo, but with like purple splat painted over oh, it. Oh, neat! And I was like, "That's actually." And it didn't say Splatoon all over it. It was just like, "That's pretty cool." In in the in-game event, I think I voted for the Decepticons because I'm not invested in Transformers at all. But I'm like, they're the cool bad guys. True. So oh, totally. I'm, I'm gonna go with them. It's true. But this this is also a game that Nintendo supported the whole year, right? Like they keep yeah. adding yep. new stuff and new music and new levels, new weapons. Like, yeah. Uh, they've so, done a lot of support for yeah, the things they've released in the past. There's year. been a lot of balancing, so I have to ask for those of you who've played it more recently than me: uh, Is the roller still massively OP? I don't. The roller was OP for like a week, yeah. and then people figured out, oh wow, this has a bunch of disadvantages. Like you are yeah. totally prone while you're using it, and then it See, uh, that, it went to the airbrushes. That's what I most. found when I was playing it, but then you know people were still complaining about how overpowered it was. It, it does have its it does have its weaknesses, but I find that I, I like using it because I can be a more passive player. And one of the benefits mm. of Splatoon is that you don't need to be you don't always need to be killing other players. You can just like contribute in your own way by painting your side of the of the whatever the arena. Yeah. So, but um, but you can always sneak up on people who aren't paying attention and just like run them over, which yeah. is nice. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. it's their fault because they should see you coming and they can kill you in like a second yeah. if you're just rolling up on them. But you know. Camping in Splatoon actually has value because, you know, you're not just sitting there, like, looking for people. You're way up top and you have a lot of reach. And if you've got a long-range weapon, you can just ink mm-hmm. everything from uh, up on your little perch. Yeah, but yeah then again, snipers are really annoying. Knows. I'm bad with the sniper rifles. I just can't use them. It's the one weapon class, I think, that uh, I did, I'm just terrible at. I was reading in the item descriptions, because as we were unlocking the uh, this weapon, you've unlocked this weapon, the sniper rifle. It takes great care not to say anything about sniper or rifle. <laughs> it's like fire from a great distance in a concentrated beam. <laughs> like, uh, like someone has a trademark. Ink. It's ink. It's ink, swear. It's not yeah. going to hurt you. Well, it's going to hurt your squid. Also, I, I don't get, like, okay, they're squids, and yet they dissolve in water. What is up with That's that? That's what I'm saying. They can't yeah. swim in water, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all part of the elaborate lore. We, yeah. need a, we need a wiki to figure this out. Crazy. Crazy. Or a YouTube video. Yeah. If only there was such a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic game. I love it. I love the art style. I love the music. Uh, this was a surprise hit that made me want to play Wii U again. Yeah. Uh, and there have been a couple games this year that have done that, but mm-hmm. none of them are on this list, I don't think, except mm. for this. But let's move on to... Number four. This is a game near and dear to my heart. Uh, I lie, I've barely played it. Who's joining us for this segment? Hello, it's Tyler Wilde. 
I'm Chris Waters. Ooh, special guest. Chris Antista, not so special guest. Yeah, you're a special not. guy, you're, Chris. Don't sell yourself short. You're a special co-host. I can't afford to kill myself. We're going to call you Chris number two for this segment. <laughs> co-host of my heart. <laughs> the Sea Deuce. You've been supplanted on your own co-show. Uh, Rocket League. Ooh, the yeah. game where you play soccer with cars. Oh, two actually, of my least favorite things. I'm bummed that I've never streamed it. I'm bummed that we haven't talked about it in, 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 at length on the show. But uh, Rocket League, I don't have. I'm sure you guys can be more articulate about it because you're better than me at it. Uh, but like the spirit of NBA Jam lives in Rocket League. Whereas uh, like when we were gamers in the mid '90s and no one gave a fuck about the NBA or mm-hmm. any any basketball at all. Like all of a sudden, this captivated all of us. And someone had, had written, like, is, is Rocket League actually te- teaching people things about soccer? Because this country doesn't care. And I think it is. I think Maybe. It, it's, it's a little more like hockey, I think, in a lot of ways, except, mm-hmm. except that it's a ball and not a puck. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're adding a hockey mode. Oh, man, I bet you're Ooh. chomping at the bit. Oh, Does that my. mean cars can fight one another? I can't, yeah. Well, they already <laughs> can. But, like, because so, it has the boards, right? But it is, because I interviewed, like... Uh, the boards around mm-hmm. the so like unlike soccer, there's no out of bounds. No out of bounds are just uh, the ball bounces glass off. Windows. Of, right, right. So you kind of get into these fights along the boards where the ball's kind of stuck there, and you got like three guys like battling. People for it. in there trying to dig it out, or people yeah. rocketing in just trying to blast through the whole situation. Yeah. They don't even care if they hit the ball; they just <laughs> maybe are going to hit other cars and like pool shot the ball. What's, yeah, it's 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 so good because like for so long, competitive games were. Uh, Incredibly difficult to understand. Well, they were either, um, for a long time, they were either RTSs or shooters. Mm-hmm. And then the MOBAs came in, and it's like, now you have to figure out, like, uh, a million different friggin' champions and, like, all these complex sort of upgrade things. And then Rocket League, like, almost went back to the, the yeah. purity of Pong, where it's just like, you, you hit the ball with a certain amount of momentum, and you try to put it over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. understand it in, like, great. one second. Like with yeah. The, yeah. It's, it requires almost no tutorial, unlike every other multiplayer game, I think, the last It's six super fun years. to watch, too, so yeah. I hope I it... mean, I do lie. I have played it some. Mm-hmm. I haven't played an online match yet, but uh, when, I, when it was free on PSN, I got it immediately, and... Just played around in an arena by myself, which is weird, but it, it, it's an opportunity to get uh, kind of wrap your mind around the controls of, uh, you know, blasting up walls and uh, knocking the ball around and into the nets and getting a few easy trophies with nobody to, to tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, getting pretty good at pretty good at flying. It, it aerials, I don't have aerials, down. baby. Don't have them down. I can do it a little sometimes. Like, like I'd say, like. 10% of the time when I try to score an aerial goal, I'll actually hit the ball in the direction I want it. Well, that's one of the remarkable things about this as a competitive game, mm-hmm. right? Is because, like you guys said, like, you know, it's that that old cliche of simple to learn, mm-hmm. like, difficult to master, yeah. right? And aerials represent this incredibly high skill ceiling where yeah. if you are watching Cronovi or so, one of these, like, I actually know a <laughs> sports like Rocket League yeah, yeah. dude, but My because Cronovi's because, great. Because I watch this player, and he's like, and it's just the control over the car and the touch on the ball, I get the same kind of admiration for that skill mm-hmm. that I do watching professional sports. Yep. Watching anyone excel at something that they are very skilled at, mm. that gives me pleasure. It, it took and, me two hours to understand, like, if I see a, a, a YouTube video of an aerial goal, 
Like, Jesus Christ, that guy's good. A person can do He's that. He's so good. And like, I think part of this is what what really resonates for me about Rocket League is not only that it's a great competitive video game, mm-hmm. but that it's a great sports video game in that, not that it emulates a, a real sport mm-hmm. in the way that a FIFA or NBA 2K or whatever does, but in it emulates the feeling of actually playing that sport because mm-hmm. you're not pressing you're not pressing a button to shoot you are yeah. lining up the shot with your own approach vector you are choosing to jump mm-hmm. or angle your car or flip you're choosing the speed you're coming in at mm-hmm. you're like you're like the foot in soccer you're not the soccer player <laughs> like yeah. that you're point of impact the foot. Your foot. yeah like the point of impact that's where all the uh, skill is no, and right. you have control over that it's in rocket totally right. it's almost a i mean not almost i think it is a better sports game than most sports yes. games because yeah. most sports games well, are like put you in the shoes of a professional who does all the dribbling and shooting right. for you you just yeah. press a button well yeah you describing that also makes me think of like my experiences playing sports games are Continually switching players as I futilely yeah. chase yeah. after the ball. Sports games, and then realize like this game goes on for three hours, and then it expects sports me to games play a have whole added season. a lot of convoluted detail to give the impression of innovation and evolution, which most true sports games have not. And why Rocket League seems like it when you think about what sports is and and who gets good at sports is like you, me, all of us can grab a ball and just play sports and that's yeah, yeah. And Rocket League is the only multiplayer game of the year that made me feel like that like you can just throw a kid on the field and like you'll get it in two seconds yeah I used to play a lot of uh, you have all games. the fa- capabilities in I, Rocket League I played the NHL games and like it, it was fun I enjoyed it because I got to be the players that I liked on the teams I liked but ultimately mm-hmm. when I scored a goal it was because like I guess I pressed the button at the right yeah, time. Yeah, I yeah. failed. But in Rocket League, when you get one-timer. when you get a fucking sick dunk, and you're oh like, like the ball's coming up over the goal, and you rock it up there, and you just like so gently, like you're Swap. like you're just oh, patting just someone on the shoulder, tapping it in, right in, and it just kind of bounces in and. Oh, and everyone says, and the goal nice shot, nice shot, like, nice shot. Pfft. I love that. That's such a wonderful touch, though, isn't it? Like, because when you see like your team is about to score, I'm like, I'm going to get in the air right now so I can do with the most flips back to midfield. <laughs> and it's so great. I will say, like, just I, I was at Folsom Street Foundry recently, drunk. They're projecting the, the the game on the big screen, and I can barely see. And I scored on my own goal twice. Oh, and, no. and nobody. No, that, that's the thing. Like, nobody really yelled at me because the stakes aren't. If you're not playing a fucking oh, tournament sure, match, yeah. the stakes aren't there yet. Everybody's having yeah. fun with Rocket League in a way that, like, I, I, if I gave my girlfriend a control and, like, here, play Mortal Kombat, she'd be like, eh, it's not for me. I don't understand. I don't. It didn't teach me the, how to play it, but Rocket League, you can fuck around with. It's, it's Yeah, you can, you can kind of, like, do cool stuff just by yeah. goofing off. It is a game where you have to, like, it takes a while to get its physics because mm-hmm. its physics are, like, its own. Like, the ball bounces in certain ways. You are an like, RC yeah. car with the phys- physics like, of a where's balloon. where's your car going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, what kind of hit is your like, car Why did the ball at? bounce that high? That's ridiculous. But once you get its physics and you can mm-hmm. line up shots and, like... And especially if you play with people you know, I mm-hmm. highly recommend, like, being able to call, like, passing to you and, like, I'm going to so, center, I'm going to center, and then they, oh, they yeah. go for it. Dis- discovering the, the, the choices of how to play the game, because I, I just did... The game just said two v two. That's or three of three on three. That's how we play with strangers. Like but if you do like two on two or like with bots on for three on three, there's a crazy variety. Of this fucking ultra cheap game. Yeah, they just had like mutators for free, which you can do like low gravity, which is fun because you can like fly across the entire field. The super bouncy ball. Jet. That shit yeah. is crazy. So the I, giant ball. It's like so hard to score. Oh. I love the mutators because no one is like. Every now and then when I'm playing, like, the ranked, like, 3v3, mm-hmm. I get people on my team like, what do you do? Come on! So like, pissed. Oh, we're so intense. 
but mm-hmm. no one cares. People who have like literally put in like horrible diatribes into their predictive text for PS4 just <laughs> yeah. so that they can like uh, say the worst shit. Yeah, but I mean, when you're in, uh, when you're doing the mutator yeah. matches, like no one cares. It's no all one cares. funny. It's all yeah. like it's it's the bull's giant. It's wow, like, that was crazy. Is the reaction not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, you should have been in the center? What the fuck? You should, yeah. you know. And I want to get into it on VG Empire, but I think I've been exposed. Uh, uh, the year in VG Empire, I've been exposed to more new music through Rocket League, which is yeah, they just play also like weirdly weird, crazy. They just play like yeah songs at the menu that I'm like, what is this? this is they like, tell you the artist and the name of the yeah. track, and it's yep. different every time. You're like, it's, all right, which flag should I put on my car? Oh, this is kind of a good jam here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, by the way, if you go to community flags, there is a PC gamer flag. Got a flag in the game. Oh, so good. Nice. Rocket League. I gotta so say, I've we're played, gonna play, Chris. We're gonna time. play, Tyler. We oh, like have not showdown. to this point, and I can't believe it. But like, of all the games that I sit down to play, Fallout 4, Witcher 3, MGS 5, I sit down to play it at night, and I'm like, or I could just play a couple yeah, rounds of Rocket League. Rounds of Rocket and League. like, I do that too. Seven times out of ten, it's Rocket League. And cool thing is, uh, cross platform. So I'm on Steam. Yeah. If, if anyone mm-hmm. listening or Chris Waters is playing on PS4, we can still play together. It's, it's yeah, beautiful. We can. No, there's like not a lot of games that do that. And if you yeah. ever wonder why, why, why the Avatar says Cyanic or whatever, and has like Cyanet, Cyanet, and has like a Cyanet, and has a That's bunch of stars in it, because you're you're playing with people on a different platform, wow. which Rocket League is strangely optimized into a completely great experience where no one, I don't know, no one. You're not hearing PC gamer elitist like mouse and keyboard, man. Like, no, my controller's the same as yours. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to use a controller. Don't try to use mouse and keyboard. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Don't either. be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you really do if you want to do cool areas. But man, play Rocket League, and Rocket. also like it works split screen. Like I know mm-hmm. like people who play this co op and like or, or like you know just against AI like it's couples that play and street. like have a grand old Every time. Day. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, thank you so much for jumping in, Chris. Uh, right now, we should probably move on to... Number three. Okay, Bloodborns, listen up. Go into the town. What are we hunting? A bunch of old coots and some ratty old dogs? How I hunt? Big chopped knife. Old gun. Wet founding father's hats. And scene. <laughs> Stay frosty, Bloodborners. <laughs> uh, uh, that is, of course, from the comic strip Chainsaw Suit, done by Chris Straub. But we are talking about Bloodborne. The wettest game of the year. The very wettest game. Hey. It's always raining and bloody and sometimes raining blood. Sometimes out of the moon. And who's joining us again for this? Uh... Blood Elston and God Piss Antista, <laughs> uh, Father Grim Scoyne. Hey, uh, my hot take: uh, best exclusive game of the year. That's fair. Yes. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's and fair. it came out in March, so it was a long time ago, and you're going to forget that. It's true. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne. Uh, it is uh, outside of Monster Hunter. Uh, this is a, this in Monster Hunter contention for my games of the year. I again, like I said, somewhere about Rocket League. I didn't expect. This, I, I expected a new Monster Hunter being. I played a ton of four non-ultimate. Yeah. Uh, this I just didn't expect to love as much as I did. Uh, so I, I, Bloodborne, I put a little higher than Monster Hunter for me. Mm. For what me personally, uh, I love rare, rare replay, rural replay. Rural. I'm getting rural juror, rural and it's, juror. Um, rural juror. and it's three um, beers. Judicial system. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, finished. I played all the way through it, which was. Oh, man, at times, quite a task. There's just yeah. certain areas where you're like, I never want to do this again. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but then when the Old Hunters DLC came out, I found myself... I had started a new game like that many people. crazy. And, man, the Old Hunters DLC is kicking my ass because I'm in New Game Plus, so everything mm-hmm. has more hit points and deals more damage. And it's mm-hmm. Also, classic from software. Oh, yeah, the first boss this DLC is the hardest boss in the game. Yes, of it course. is Welcome. outrageously difficult, and it's kind of convoluted to access the DLC. Of course. Also, of course. Oh, yeah, Dark Souls 2 is beautiful for But that. we are yeah. getting ahead of ourselves mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pale Well, you've come to the right place. Yarnum is the home of blood ministration. You need only unravel its mystery. But where's an outsider like yourself to begin? Where indeed? Can't believe they got Colin Firth for this game. I, I came here to learn the discipline of blood ministration when uh, <laughs> I want to administrate a blood school. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, like, it's one of those things that the From Games and the Soul Games do where. So much of the story is in item descriptions and yep. literally in the architecture that's around yeah, you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I do kind of hate that. And I love it. It's like, like embedded storytelling. It yeah. is so cool. I got yes. this argument yes. at work about this uh, with a coworker who platinum Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, wow. Yeah, but w- when he was done, was still like, "Oh, this like what?" He's like, "There's a story." Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's like all, and it's really cool. It's told you in your menu, basically. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, blah blah blah. And here's why, and it's like you have to, you have to infer things. It wants you to look this stuff up, and he's like, dude, that's they should have just told me that. Like, that's really lazy. And it's like, no, it's extra work to yeah. like, yeah, have it there yet not tell you with like, and then this happened, and it, then this happened, it's, and it's, then this happened. I'll sacrifice asking me to read through menus that mm-hmm. I don't have to read. I kind of at this point resent less than sit, making me sit through cutscenes. Yeah, almost. Yeah. But I mean, I get that it is contentious. Not everyone sure, likes I, it. Yeah, I understand. But it I mean, sure. can you imagine? Like, hey, your job is to uh, do a bunch of stuff that most people will never see or interact with. Like, you go to your job and it's like, oh, I work at a fast food restaurant. Okay, go to the secret room where you sometimes <laughs> do orders and no one will ever know that you did anything. <laughs> what like, you, great. What yeah. do you? What's Wear your this job? Mask while you're doing it, just <laughs> yes. in case. Your job is to hide AIDS in the ball pit. <laughs> I worked Maybe at McDonald's. It happened. Find it. <laughs> it did happen. But like someone had to. So so his retaliation for this was to uh, hide post-it notes all over my desk with one word on them, and then I had to find them over the course of a month, oh my uh, God. hidden under my keyboard and under my desk, much like the uh, mm-hmm. notes for help that people leave around. I've never and, seen and afterward. You went to him and you're like, "This was a lot harder, wasn't it?" He's like, "Yeah, I regret calling those developers lazy." I've never seen someone like counter themselves so hard as to yeah, doing like, that to you. And it's, it's like, like yeah, and, and then really I found great. it. And the, but one word for post-it note was like the story in Bloodborne is convoluted and ultimately unrewarding. And <laughs> it was going to be said about every game And ever. it was hidden all over my desk and I'm like, yeah, but the search for this sentence was really fun. And yes. now that I have uh, it, you've told me a story. It's like, a good one, Elston. Like that the, the, the this is the game that where it's like you the, really got what? The no. <laughs> the, like the action and the mechanics are one thing where it's like the game is fun to play. It's fun to like every enemy is a mini boss encounter where you need to read them and like I really, really love this because, like, that guy so clearly understands what's happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's someone saying running is fun. Running sucks, and then he runs four marathons yeah. to prove you wrong. <laughs> and it's like, see that fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have a good time at all. You were so wrong. <laughs> but I mean, he did platinum the game, so he clearly, yeah. uh, clearly enjoyed the game. But, but the idea of like, uh, sort of like Monster Hunter in the Souls games, where like. You can't just run around hack and slashing everything. You need to you need to learn the enemy's behavior, learn the weapon hold you're R2. using, <clears throat> hold R two a lot, mm-hmm. uh, get used to dashing and evading, and 
like and, and Bloodborne has like the blood tinge with the using a firearm. Like shields are useless in this game. Like yeah. don't you yeah. need to be up in everybody's shit all the time. Um, most of the bosses, the best defense is to be up in their face, like yeah. most of the time. I, I, like I, this guy, for example. Beasts all over the shop. You'll be one of them sooner or later. Who is you guys remember that? No. Like, oh, I, see, I, Father Gascoigne. Oh, I hated Gascoigne. reading the menus and didn't dig into the story, and I found all the stuff that was said to me creepy and atmospheric as fuck, and yeah. I really, right. really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, as you play, you find out it's like, there was this city here, and it was ruined by a church, that the church was obsessed with the idea of <clears throat> oh, yeah. this ancient blood that they dug too deep and found this ancient being down there, and they're like, this thing will elevate us to the next level, and all these corrupt assholes, like... You find all the different ways that several of them went crazy, and they went crazy in different ways. Like yeah. one popish looking dude is like sitting there with like his eyes cut out, looking at the lake yeah. with the moon over it, and he's like, "The solution As- is we need more eyes." So everything around you has like bug eyes and bug faces, and it's like that's fucking creepy. The, the coolest- those, those fucking bug things that yeah. would like jump on you and try to suck out your brain. Yeah. yeah. One of my my favorite things about the game was like touching a door and there's like people cowering behind it and the things they say to you, and it implies all mm-hmm. the shit, the, the nasty stuff that happened to yeah, the environment. Yeah. And every nobody can really be trusted either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like I, I've still not learned it. I don't know who I can trust. I've. I've Played much offline for the most part. I'm terrified. Father Gascoigne is the first of something you see a lot, which is another hunter. Yeah, another human being. Yeah, another human like, being who's out hunting monsters and sees you and decides, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, and, then, and even the hunters, though, have like all kind of lost their minds in the mm-hmm. pursuit of this hunt yeah. to stop the scourge of all this crazy shit that's gone on because of what the church has done. Mm-hmm. But like uh, the guys there, I there run are away a couple from. also that you can actually befriend. Yeah. But if you don't do very specific things to befriend them, they will try to kill you. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just and, and all of these characters have these stories that are hidden. I I have to recommend the YouTube channel Vati Vidya. Vati Vidya is great. Who yeah. does a ton of like the story explained, which has like a million views or something, because he goes through very clear, clear clearly and explains. I'm an epic name bro fan, but I do like Vati. Oh, I. Love he that. also got hired. Or, or Epic Name got hired to work on the actual guy. Oh, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. So sure. the, and they explain like all these characters, like Eileen the Crow. I forget her name. Is that Eileen yeah, the Crow? Eileen the Crow. Yeah. So like, here's her whole story, like explained to you. And some of it is like, yeah, I kind of wish the, this was explained a little clearer. But I feel like in this one instance, it's much like. I don't care about Family Guy, but like the idea of like the cutaway gags is this show's bit. I don't want all humor to do this, but if they want to do that and that's their thing, let them have it. Like, who cares? That's, if that's always what I say. I that, don't want everything to be this, but I like. Yeah, that if this that's is their this. element, fine. <laughs> Where, whereas, like from software and Souls and Bloodborne, it's like if this is the game where like they'll give you all the clues and you if you sit in mental exercise it together, you'll get it. Or watch the community come together to piece these things yeah. together. Like well, that's yeah. also fun for certain games. I don't want everything to do this, but mm-hmm. well. I, 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 for me, Monster Hunter and Bloodborne fit into how I wanted games to evolve as we move forward. Instead, instead of becoming bad B movies with linear cutscenes, yeah, and and things like well, like just like very glowing barriers on bosses and like I, I come on, like there used yeah. to be the, it, it it I've always said that it does remind me of being on a schoolyard and just like discussing a game that no one really knows. Yeah, like I did this. This is what my playthrough was like. Did you? I don't know. That's what Bloodborne. Yeah, we would me go on. to work and like me and Grim would be on like, uh, especially with Souls and Bloodborne mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I went here and did this. Like, oh, if you go the back way, you'll get you'll find this thing. Or yep. oh, you should put on this armor set because that's going to negate this awful status and effect. I don't, and... don't understand. You're like playing a modern game. Like you see that cutscene? Yeah. 
Was it surprising? Uh, it was crazy. Little we all have cutscenes. Uh, how it, was it your does. Sir's Wrath playthrough? <laughs> that game is that got to be the one. Uh, it does. It does have cutscenes because it's like ninety percent cutscenes to ten percent gameplay. That's right. I'd even say like Call of Duty. Like how do you how do you talk about the single player in Call of Duty? You talk with about people. how you fucking own those yeah, six guys. The single player. You can't progress in unless I you broke the in, door off the spawn unless closet. Unless you pwn. I pl- I did the thing with at the interactive cutscene right, when it asked right. me to. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to say like one of the things that I really love about Bloodborne and to a lesser extent the other Souls games which mm. I haven't played as much is that casual. It really rewards. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I beat Bloodborne. I got a significant portion of the way through the new game. Plus, I think I'm at Vicar Amelia right now. I'm at Vicar of Dibley. Vicar of Dibley. Oh, I love that. It's like a fucking quarter of quarter. Eighth of the way through the game, Michael. Anyway, <laughs> enough preamble and self defense. <laughs> I, uh, I love that it, the, the levels record. I, Re- again, reward exploration mm-hmm. and trickery. Yeah. That, like, okay, there's that pig in the first oh, level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you can face him head on and you can get fucking trampled. Or yeah. you can go or, elbow up to his butt. Yes, <laughs> you can sneak around <laughs> behind him. There's a path around him. Yeah. And go up behind and then, yeah, this, like, hardcore punch straight into his asshole. And it, it is in his... straight in his asshole. As an exa- yeah. as a gam- example or, of what I just said, I never did that. I let him charge me, got out of the uh, way, and then got by. I didn't know there was an alternate you can path. Also, there's a bottomless pit right behind him, and you can sneak up, uh, taunt him, or throw something at him, and when he charges you, you roll out of the way, and uh, when you're right up to the edge of the pit, and he'll just charge right over, and uh, then you'll get the blood, but you won't get the items he And drops. it's just like, I'm, obviously game music is my thing, like with, with the game po- music podcast, but like, I also love that so much of this is just dead quiet. Yeah, and, yeah, and like, like it's, super unnerving. Everything is creepy and weird. Yeah. It's this weird, like, sort of Jack the Ripper, sort of, like, northeastern... Uh, Victorian, or, like, we, gas lamp. Yeah, yeah. No, Victorian gas lamp, yet also has the, like, uh, like East Coast Cthulhu, Fishman, like, weird yeah, vibe thing going the on. The phasing of, like, oh, it's a werewolf vampire thing initially, yeah. and then it kind of, like, gradually kicks over into... Dude, when it, like, as it goes where it starts getting into, like, the cosmos and, like... Yep. Yeah. That it, I wish it went a little farther, but by the time we get to the final boss, it is getting like really out there. And like I always think back to like watching Hellboy when it finally shows the the old ones in space, and you're like, the whole Whoa. sanity mechanic is cool too. Where it's yeah, just the, like yeah. insight. I, I feel they could have insight. Sorry, mm-hmm. they could have done that more. I think. Yeah, I yeah. wish they would have. Yeah, it works both in your favor and your disfavor because insight yeah. reveals like the more you get, the more you reveal all this stuff. Yeah, but then if you get down to like zero, I think it makes you impervious to certain monsters' attacks. Like <laughs> they attack not crazy. Easy enough to be attacked by these psionic waves or whatever. You don't believe in it. It's like right. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's sort of like uh, reminds me of like the world tendency from like Demon Souls, which is like where you know there would be white and dark tendencies where it's mm. like if you died a lot, the game would they attach like the difficulty mechanics to this like story mechanic, which is really weird in a way because it's like. Yeah. It gets easier, like you were saying, if it's low, but then mm-hmm. it also ties into like, well, I'm a skeptic and a cynic, and I don't believe in this kind of yeah. thing. And then you actually end up fighting some of the crazy things, and then like just the the, the weirdness of the enemies. It, I don't know. Yeah. By the time you get towards the end, and I, I would like go back through Yarnum and find like, oh, there's this whole other giant like factory-looking building that I've seen in the background churning smoke out of it for hours, and I just kind of found myself there and realized I forgot about it. And then come back, and it's full of like cosmic beings that are like working on E-Sig. experiments. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just such a bizarre, weird game. And yes, it is challenging. But like, it, all these games want. Like, I keep saying this: these games are Zelda one. It's challenging. Like, the it's right Zelda way. one. Well, it doesn't tell you where to go, mm-hmm. but play Zelda one. Like, 
we were I was seven years old and I figured it out and it was just playing the video game. It's mm-hmm. the enemies will reveal their patterns, the yep. world will piece yeah. itself together. You just have to play it and be good at you it. You will eventually become an expert and a badass. And yeah. a lot of it is just developing the skill, yeah. which is not as hard as it sounds. No. Yes. And, yeah. it's, it's, and you'll it, die. And you will die. Even, yeah. an, even oh, yeah. an hour's worth of dying feels really good once you finally gain those abilities. But I think one of the strengths of it, and one of the things that makes it so unique, you know, I was talking earlier about the, the exploration and the reward, the levels are designed so memorably mm-hmm. that yeah. just thinking about it, and like yeah. I was impressed when I got to a new game plus, I, going back to the first area, like I knew exactly where everything yeah. was, I knew exactly how to get from point A to point B, yeah. like okay, how do I go unlock these gates as quickly as possible? Yeah. Whereas before I was just stumbling around, but like even thinking about it in my mind, yeah. I can... I can trace a path yeah. through I'm, that I'm first actually area. thinking of it right now. Yeah, yeah. I start thinking like three-dimensional. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. so I start out and I run... I'm at the, the doctor's office, and then I run right. out and through these uh, and this crowd of dudes in the street that are burning a werewolf at the stake. And, and that's like a byproduct of the game asking you to commit to caring yeah. and yeah. figuring it out. Like all yeah. the Which most games, games don't ask you to do. That's, right. and that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm saying this is the evolution of games that I wanted. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. experience feels less disposable than a yeah. lot of more <clears throat> linear games. Yeah, the, yeah. the amount of games like, yeah, you, you'll die a shit ton, but you'll gain this XP that makes you stronger for no reason, even though you haven't earned it. And you'll, mm-hmm. you'll slowly be dragged to this linear ga- Oh, God. I don't know. I, I love Bloodborne so much. To its detriment, like, uh, I love figuring out stuff so much. Uh, I only like to ask you, like you guys. I can't look up a fact, and I, I did. I couldn't find where to go, and I kind of stopped yeah. playing the game. Even in my new I, game. I just can't look up a fact. Yeah, even my new game plus because I, I waited probably six months to actually play through it again. I was like, "Where's that thing? I know where I'm supposed to go." Even now, when I think of like Dark Souls, mm, I'm yeah. like, "I finished it," but like. Okay, I did this. I rang the first bell. Where's Blight Town? I have no idea how to get to Blight Town. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. And then, of course, there's one of uh, Bloodborne's more unique and comforting aspects. Hunters have told me about the church, about the gods and their love. But do the gods love their creations? I am a doll created by you humans. Would you ever think to love me? Of course. I do love you. Isn't that how you've made me? I love the doll. Yeah, going into the hunter's dream, talking to the doll. I love what like, you know I know. on YouTube, people have killed the doll. I'm like, yeah. How could you kill the I know. doll? How much that creeped me out when it wasn't a doll anymore? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I love, like, a spoiler for the ending, but, like, uh... I wish I'd gotten that line from German that everybody liked to quote, like, you can even use the doll if you so like. And you're like, yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. I Makes know it sound like you can fuck the doll. That's, that's what he's saying. I'm, fire, I'm firing up the PS4 from my iPhone just to get in there. <laughs> but it's like, uh, man, what was it? The ending of like uh, slightly, well, I mean, it's spoilery to a degree, but like the the real ending whenever you, the sequence of events you have to play out and get to this point. But like, and of course it's a 10 second cutscene that you really need to be paying attention to get what it's trying to tell you. But someone, so some comment somewhere that was just like, the fuck? I turned into a s- <laughs> like, what? Alert. Like, what kind of ending is that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you know... And people are like, you know why, right? And he's like, no, what? Why am I... I don't know... And it's like, dude, man. Like, to get that far... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to beat all the things you beat and saw and still, like, like I don't get... It. Why? 
<laughs> I think my favorite, most depressing storyline in it is uh, the window where you talk to where there's the guy in there and the guy goes out, the yeah, dad yeah, then yeah. dies, uh-huh. and there's the two girls and the one girl leaves and dies. Well, did you and get, then the other one dies? Again, we're like, getting into mild. Christ. We're getting into spoiler territory. It's here. game of the year. That's true. It's game of the. Year. You should have all played to this point by now. It's it's fairly early in the game. It's so almost don't a year old. Need to skip ahead. Oh, it isn't. It, yes, uh, it is. It came out in March. Okay, fine. But yeah, that did you get that the dad was Father Gascoigne? What? And he killed his wife in the music box. Yeah. What? No idea what any of you were. Yeah, that's about. right. You play the little girl's music box, yeah. and it stops in cold. Yeah. yeah, that's a really cool touch. And then you do it too many times, and he turns into a monster. But he does that anyway. And then it was <laughs> like, yeah, that gave me so much grief until I realized, like, oh, if I do a charging roll just right at him while he's attacking, like he'll overshoot me. Yeah. And then I can hit him in the back. It's so sweet. There's also a fun thing about like this open uh, contradiction of like you're there to stop this like bloodlust and like these monsters who kill people and like everyone's gone crazy, but then you're a hunter who it it, it attracts people who are prone to violence and want to fight just for like the, the bloodlust of like I want to kill a bunch of monsters. And then there's a really fun story with like you these people want to find a safe place and you find these NPCs around the world and they all ask for some safe haven and eventually you come across this dude eating a corpse and he's just like say do you know any uh, cool places I could hang out and you're like yeah. sure and over send time send him to the doctor yeah send him to the doctor but he, he ends Not up at the church yeah he ends up going to the church and one by one he'll start and yeah. then you'll find him hanging out outside mm-hmm. and then when you talk to him and confront him like dude I think you're he turns into this huge fucking monster and is one of the few cases of a monster who has, like, coherent... He sounds like Mr. Hyde, kind of like... Yeah. Like, who are you to judge me? You look, look at what you're doing. Like, uh, that's... And that's so buried and not crucial and you have to do so many hoops to even see that and it's a unique encounter and I don't know. It's I'll, funny because, like, they've done that in every Souls game at one point sure. where there's someone you send back who will gradually, one by one, kill everyone in the, like, hub world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's funny because, like, I've played so many of these games now that, like, the mechanics are just like, oh, he's that guy. He's yeah. a variation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I really dug this game a lot, and I'm looking forward to Souls 3. And it, it's nice to have a, uh, a, you know, not a total fantasy thing, but more of a, you know, Lovecraftian gothic thing. It's a very I, different type of game. I don't think I've played another game this year that got its hooks into me quite this deeply. Like, yeah. there was a period, like, for several weeks where it's like, I if I'm awake and I don't have any work to do, I'm playing Bloodborne. Yeah. Like this is all I want to do at yeah. all times. And when I finish it, then I'll finally be free. Yeah. And then I finish it and started a new game plus. It's like I'm still not free. Yeah. I'm never. There's never a point where I'm bored of it. Yeah. Like I get frustrated where I need to leave it for a few days because like this boss is just destroying me. Mm. And it's like, which is where I'm at now. And then in the DLC with the new game plus, and I'm just like, this Ludwig guy is just too much right now. But. Also, there's no other game this year that you can play that features a titanically huge, greased-up nude man that charges straight (laughs) at you to kill you. That's true. And then when he dies, he has an asshole texture, and you're just like, wow, this game does not care at all. Yeah, and (laughs) he's only wearing boots. Yep. The the pigs also have asshole textures. Hey! Somebody did the work, you know? Uh, Actually, it's like Neko Atsume with a little X. I'll give give something away here. I actually started a a top five entry in my notes. It's uh, Creatures with Visible Assholes. (laughs) Uh, Man, Chibi Tarasu. Subscribe, rate, and like. (laughs) Sounds like our live streams. Ooh. (laughs) All right. After dark. Laser time after dark. No, I'm just saying we're assholes. Um, Well, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of this, and you know what happens at the end of Bloodborne. And so... The hunt begins again.
And again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to... Number two. And who wants to guess what this is? King's Quest. No. Yes, yeah. it is King's Quest. Mother It's in the SJW garbage is Ooh. what it is. I mean, defeating Super Mario World in the GameFAQs <laughs> poll? What minute. a bunch of shit. Is it even a game? It's what I want to know. No, I don't I mean, think it is. Raise that question I don't think it is. I mean, you you do walk in directions and interact and fight with things, but uh, this is of course Undertale. Ooh, and once it. again, who have I got joining me for this segment? Uh, well, I was gonna try it for a pun, but it's just Brett. Just Brett. Just uh, Brett. Just I go with just Papyrusston. <laughs> I'm Heidi. I'm your best friend. Uh, back again after Splatoon, and and I'm Bob Mackey, and I hate malevolent flowers. I also hate malevolent flowers. Who? Did anybody? Uh, we're gonna. I, I will warn you. Um, this is gonna be difficult to talk about without getting into spoilers. I will throw up a warning before we do. Although I will say, if you haven't played it, technically, everything we're about to say counts as a spoiler. I guess because so, you yeah. really should go in completely cold, not knowing anything at all about yeah. Undertale. That was it's ten dollars. Go buy it, yeah. Sure, Jesus. Yeah. That was the difficulty in reviewing it. Like, I want to tell you why this game is good, but if I did, it would make it less good because yeah, you would yeah. know. Things. It is a fucking magical fucking experience with very little fucking. Yes. <laughs> you have to make your own. Well, yes. well don't go on Tumblr. The, the, the that fan community has already done that. That's true, yeah. yeah. What, what took me... It took me a little while to play because I think people kept calling it RPG, 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 uh-huh. and I'm like, well, in my head I was like, well, I just finished one, and now I'm playing. I finally played Virtue's Last Reward, and that's a very text-heavy, dense, forty-hour game, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to play another RPG. And then the pressure of I should play this because everyone's talking about it caught up with me, so I did, and then it's like, oh, this is the 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 the, uh, the visual trappings of an RPG, oh, for sure, yeah. but it's basically like, yeah, you just go straight ahead and. Mm-hmm. The idea of grinding and, like, it's not all really there, and you can beat the game in five hours. There's not a single moment wasted in this game. It's very compact, and everything you do has a purpose, even, like, the silly stuff. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think if you go into it thinking it's an RPG, you will be disappointed or confused. It really just uses what you know about RPGs to up, up, like kind of flip over that information and kind of trick you and surprise you. It uses yeah. the vocabulary right, of RPGs, right. but yeah. it's not really an RPG. It's a very directed experience. And uh, this is where we're going to start to get into spoiler territory, because mm. there are... Like, your your actions, again, have impact. That's kind of the key message of the game. Yeah. And in fact, there are three separate ways you can play it. You can play it good. You can... You, you, I, think, I think most people will just try to play it like an RPG. Right. For the first time and do yeah. the fights yeah. and maybe try to spare a few people, mm-hmm. but uh, you know ultimately you'll get to the end and like, hey, you killed these guys and you didn't kill these guys. What's up with that? Yeah. But then even dialogue for for NPCs, like if you choose to spare or kill like one boss, they'll show up later in a bar. And they're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's cool that you. Uh, it's cool yeah. we hash things out and you're hey, like, cool. Yeah, we're friends now. And then if you kill them, they're just not there. Or or dialogue later on will change to be like, I can't believe you killed that boss. And it's subtle things, but yeah, the second time you play through, you're like, neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, but why would you want to kill characters that introduce themselves like this? Of course, Sans with his hand whoopee cushion. Yes. And oh, having right. one of the creepiest entrances right at, near the start of the game. Yeah. 
Um, he helps set the tone pretty well because the, yeah. the opening like ten minutes or so is like, oh, this is a serious game, I mm-hmm. guess, because like the tone and the dialogue seem very like. And yeah. then long ago, when you're a lost child, and then he farts for ten seconds straight, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, never mind, this is fine. <laughs> and I I love in the beginning the literal hand holding. Yeah, like you're in the tutorial. Oh so yeah, the, the game tutorial yeah the game does not trust you to make any decisions whatsoever and so just like handles you with kid gloves yeah because uh, you are a kid but uh, I, I really like that the game kind of blends this 16-bit aesthetic mm-hmm. with mostly 16-bit sounds but then every once in a while we use something recorded and uh, every every so often it busts out something that completely just upends your expectations yeah that's what I love most about it like it'll just become a different genre of game for five minutes just to have a weird idea happen Mm -hmm. and it'll make you solve a complex puzzle to find a rare artifact but then you can't put the rare artifact in your pockets because you're carrying too many dogs yeah (laughs) yes and the dog will absorb the artifact and leave yes and that's it and then you get left with dog residue just (laughs) yes dog residue but dog residue is incredibly useful and this is this is one of the secrets that I didn't find out until my second playthrough of Undertale, is that uh, the dog residue that it leaves multiplies mm-hmm. every time you use it to fill your inventory. Mm-hmm. You can then go to the Temi shop and sell it all, and it will occasionally spawn an item called dog salad that heals you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fried tennis ball. <laughs> But yeah, like the the dog the music with the dog stuff, it's like this is another one of those great things about the game where the soundtrack is like literally a hundred tracks. Mm-hmm. And yes. most RPGs or, or games like that will have like a battle tune, which is kind of what brought us in. Mm-hmm. And then there's but then there's like almost every boss has its own unique track. Yeah. It's all by one guy, right? Yeah, Toby the guy who made the yeah. entire game, period. Yeah, Toby Fox yeah. was like the main guy, and then in the credits you'll see some other folks who like did a handful of enemy designs or other stuff, but largely the one guy. Um, and as as we talk about, or we'll talk about in the uh, BG Empire episode, mm. you're also working on. Uh, there's a lot of variation and a lot of tracks that, like, you wouldn't expect. Oh, this is actually this other boss's track slowed down yeah. or sped up, or and there's like usually a plot reason why, like they're friends or they know each other. And even playing uh-huh. through the first time, I think we kind of jumped around topics. But after you play through the first time and get kind of the neutral ending. You then kind of it kind of begs you to like look up on the online like what was I supposed to do? Yeah, I feel like I really mm-hmm. messed up, and then like you keep trying yeah. to reopen the exe, and it's like no. Yeah, and like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, uh, but I I love the way that the game like it keeps I think two separate save files. There's mm. the one that you can affect, mm. and then there's the one the game keeps of you to remember everything you've done, even if you try to go back and save over it. Right. Yeah. So like for example, uh, Tyler Wild. Uh, was saying that like the first time he played, uh, he ended up killing Tutorial accidentally or Tutorial oh. Toriel. Toriel. I ended up killing Tutorial accidentally. I did the first time because I'm like I got to beat yeah. you. You're a boss. Yeah, but I it's did that too. it's yeah. kind of uh, built into that encounter because you get her down to like half health or something, and you're like, okay, she can take it, and then like one more hit, and bam, dead. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was unexpected. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and you really have to try to spare her in yeah. order to get past that with her intact. Yeah. But, um, so, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh. I don't well, want to save me. Oh. Well, <laughs> if you kill her and then you try and reload a save file yes, to spare thank her, you. Thank they, you. then you get a message saying, 
yeah, I know you spared her, but we know what you did. <laughs> what you did. You this... killed her. Then you tried to make it not happen. That's cool. This yeah. goes beyond the Toriel stuff. It's something that happens much later in the game towards the end. They're, they do things with the fourth wall mm-hmm. that I, I can't imagine how this game will be ported to the console yeah. without breaking the rules. Yeah. You know, like, how how is this going to happen on a PS4 or an Xbox One? Yeah, where it's, like, literally shutting the game down. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, did it? Bit of error, yeah. like, and then they got like there were a couple times where I'm like, God damn it, this stupid. Oh wait, that's probably on purpose. That was that was like my most like <laughs> grinning ear to ear moment, like when that was happening. I don't want to talk too much about what sure, exactly yeah, happens, yeah. but like the way they break the fourth wall is like very Kojima esque in a way yeah. that he can't even do yes. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what's great is that even like people who are messing around with the save files and data mining are finding this bizarre creepy pasta shit with time <laughs> Slenderman is like is it, deleting yeah. their saves. Yeah, was it? Uh, is it WD Gaster? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But you mentioned the, the spare thing, so really quick, uh-huh. just like the, yeah, the, so the that... battle. The battle system is like you can fight, but mm-hmm. the cool thing is all the fights are you. You're a heart in a box, yes, and you move this heart around, and basically every enemy encounter has a unique like bullet hell yes. kind of avoidance yeah. thing. I've, I compared it to WarioWare in my review. Like okay, you're playing yeah, like yeah. a micro game that yeah, involves yeah, the yeah. same like basic parts, but they all they really surprise you. Like yeah. uh, with skate, often with skateboarding dogs, I think. Yes. <laughs> and it, it really plays around with that whether you're jumping over bones or trying to climb spider webs to get away from a giant spider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but How did, did everyone just use the arrow keys or use a mouse? I, I had a gamepad. I used a gamepad. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think it allowed for gamepads. Okay. Yes. I just did yeah. it with the keys, and I didn't. I couldn't get it to work with. The I felt like some of the some of the like towards the end, like the final boss. I was like, really with the arrow keys? Come yeah. On. The, yeah. The, but, the, the 360 gamepad is supported. Like I just have a uh, wired okay. one, and it, okay. worked, it worked fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, so the the battles, like you can either fight them, and there's like this timed thing built in where like, oh, you have to hit the sweet spot for maximum damage. Yeah. Or you can perform actions and if you perform the right action for example there's like a jelly creature that mm-hmm. looks really stupid and killable but if you lie down next to it and just sort of take in the bigness of the world like yeah. <laughs> it, it becomes friendly to you and then it doesn't want to fight and you can spare it and it'll go away yeah. Yeah, and you gain no experience or you gain no experience but you get gold and the gold will just let you buy healing items Mm-hmm. Which is all you really yeah. need, and that's the real like the pacifist way, and then mm-hmm. you can that'll lead you towards some truths. Yes, uh, some big truths that there, there are like big revelations about. Oh, you're not quite such a cuddly character as I yeah. thought. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. thought it was interesting how you, like you really just take advantage of the codependent nature of all of these uh, monsters because they just either they either have a crush on you or they want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, like so many uh, so many characters in this game just love you like immediately. Like yeah. oh my god, like come to my house, let's hang out. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, the first time or I they missed... hate you and you force your friendship. Yeah, <laughs> and like I missed the first time. I, I couldn't really tell what I missed and what I what was not possible until that second playthrough. But Undine or Undine, Undine yeah, that's like that's the best. Like when you hang out with her, I was like, uh-huh. this is really cool. And like I, I can't, I don't know if that was even possible the first time through because I didn't go backwards all the way and see her house. I, but it, then the second is, time I did. What's, what's great it about is if her? You don't it, kill no. anyone. Oh. What's great about her is that she is just like this badass warrior, and then you know when you make friends with her, she is this total loser who just likes to hang out on Sansa's couch and make bad jokes when you phone them. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, she reminded me a lot of Marceline uh, from yeah. Adventure Time. Yeah, there's a bit of, but I think Marceline is cooler in her world. But you know, whatever. But yeah, but a bunch of really cool characters, and yeah, it has such a great RPG ending—the the real ending where everyone comes yeah. together and to banish. 
crazy shit, and, and it's uh, really cool. So did you make the most important choice? Was anime real or was anime not real? <laughs> I, I had to go with anime is not real. Oh. I, I had to break Undyne's heart. It won't oh. be real until Ron Paul's elected. He will make anime real in 2016. Yes. I'm still, I'm still fighting a good fight. Oh, man. But I, so you had this at number two. I, I did have this at number two. Oh. Um, number one is... See, this This is a game that I absolutely love. I've completely fallen into the fandom, which is like a lot of the same kind of weird Tumblr kids that are in love with uh, Homestuck. Right, but that's cool. Well, because it, it came from a Homestuck background. Toby Fox, yeah, yeah. Did Toby a lot Fox, of stuff with Homestuck. Yeah, he worked with the creator. He, he, he there's a version of Megalovania, yeah. which is included in like a Homestuck soundtrack. And so, you're a big web comics dude. Did you know Homestuck before all this? I did. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know anything about it. I know like MS Paint Detective or whatever that thing was that eventually became yeah, MS Paint Theater became Theater, yeah, yeah. I, I was a fan of that, but I never followed it to the Homestuck portion, so I, that's a complete mystery to me. I never did either. I think I like I got so far into it and like it saves that site saves your yeah. bookmark. But then I somehow lost the bookmark. It's like I'm not gonna wait I don't remember what I read. I'm yeah. not gonna wait through all this shit again. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it till I finished the game and started looking up and it was like, oh cool. And then I played for like an hour and a half just like clicking through yeah. all this stuff. It's like a webcomic slash game. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it's a, it's one of those like I hate the word multimedia. <laughs> but it, it, it is it's totally it's, multimedia. It reminds me of a of a CD game I would get in like nineteen ninety three and it's like you load up the C D ROM and there's clips and audio and a tour de force of your senses. Like, it's like, ooh. But as a webcomic. Do they still make yeah. those motion comics? I don't know. Do those still happen? I don't know. I'm not into comics. I, I thought know. someone would know. <laughs> That's what it ocean seems like. Comics. I, I don't know. That, I associate that with, like, the Watchmen Blu-ray. has right, motion yeah. comics. That's the last one I saw. <laughs> no, like, it, um, it, uh, it was on iTunes or something like that. You can download the motion comic. Oh, but yeah, I, they yeah. did. Marvel did this thing called like Infinity Comics, where it would they were trying to experiment with the iPad, where you would tap and it would like mess with layers and stuff. I see, yeah. And it was really clever, but they just mm-hmm. they kind of stopped. Yeah, like um, yeah, Metal Gear. Like they would do rack oh, yeah, focus, <laughs> like where like the the cam- like the panel would be focused, and then it would do a rack focus thing, and you're like, oh neat, like it's just the same panel, but because I don't have to look sequentially. They can mess with the frame. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. We didn't like on the PSP episode we did together, Michael, for our turnouts. We did not bring up the whole motion comics fad that was yeah. like, yeah. A, 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 like one release, Metal Gear. Yeah. Oh, man. I think that was really. Were, were there, well, I, I think I was going to say I think there are two, but no. What it was is there was the the one release, the Metal Gear Solid comic book, the interactive comic, yeah, motion comic, whatever you want to call it, and then. The cutscenes in Portable Ops and Peace Walker both followed that same formula. Oh, I formula. see. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Where you and you could kind of pan around and like yeah, research. Hey, I'm, I'm going to X-ray pause through her clothes for some yeah. reason because, because I, I reviewed Kojima's that first one and like I remember. I don't know. At the time, it seemed like this is super cool, but now I, I don't know what it'd be like today. But so it's appropriate that we're talking about Metal yeah. Gear right now because <laughs> that's our. Swallowing everything in its path. Getting bigger and bigger. Who knows how big now? Boss. I'm gonna make him give back our past. Take back everything that we've lost. And I won't rest until we do. 
And what's this, Dave? It's Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. This is our game of yeah. the year, definitively for 2015. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, it's, Konami! I, yeah. I don't know that it's my congratulations, game of the year, Konami. But, Good yeah. on you for getting rid of Kojima. Yeah, <laughs> the smart move. Dead weight. That's yeah. what I call him. Mm, I don't know that. Ace I agree with game's this one. over. What more? Is, what good is he now? So, like, I'm co- I, I'm congratulating Konami in the same way that, like, if best actor for uh, for next year won in a snuff film, like, congratulations, <laughs> you're also dead and nobody can receive this. <laughs> oh, but, uh, no, that, like, I know, it's like if you give yeah. Heath Ledger an Oscar, after yeah, stuff. yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's working great for him underground. <laughs> this in is a this is a game that, like, if you put its faults on paper, would look horrible like okay really big empty open world Mm. main character is voiced by a famous actor who barely talks uh lots of exposition that you have to go and hunt for in tapes between missions Mm -hmm. um you have to you don't have to to. well they're given to you automatically but if you want to hear all the backstory you have to just start playing you want to hear unfortunately paycheck you can if you want to hear the yeah the only time he really talks and you can do that uh while you're playing which is kind of cool and you also have a fantastic 80, 80s soundtrack. Yeah, that's what yeah. I usually. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I love. Like, yeah. okay, I need to hear the final countdown now, yeah. and that will get me into the proper frame of mind to just be totally cavalier about headshotting dudes. Wait, yeah. I do have a very important question about this game. All right, what is your Pequod landing zone song? Um, I think mine is "Take on Me." Take on me. That's a really good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't usually use one because it alerts enemies. <laughs> Fuck that noise! Uh, I use it no matter what. I'm playing on PC, so I uploaded an MP3 oh. of uh, <laughs> DMX's "X Gonna Give ah, It To really You," <laughs> which is a great landing song, especially in 1984. Yeah. Mine's Waterloo. Playing with time. <laughs> Waterloo. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually in the game. See, I would go for an actual yeah. time appropriate yeah. song mm-hmm. and do either the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> Or uh, it's Raining Men. If, if I could put in my own soundtrack, but no, mine is a Man Eater. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think the one thing this game is really missing is like the really like early '80s, like people just talking about TV shows. I would love if, like to come across a two guards having conversation, like you watch Family Ties last week. Let's be Kate in the real cut up. Oh man! I also feel really upset that there's nobody, no neon headbands yeah. anywhere. Mm. You know, actually, what is going on? you know, if if I had to pick from the uh, songs that are in the game, you know, what would be my landing song? Oh, oh. Uh, so happy! Yes, yes. I can't play it again. It's on my holiday. You're missing out. It's really good. This is not the real song. The helicopter's yes, playing Robert Smith. We better get out of here. I think this uh, for me though. Metal Gear would be number two on my list. What? And The Witcher 3 is number one. Oh, well, personally. Yeah. But overall, well, in terms of votes received, Mm -hmm. see, I did put this all to a vote beforehand and had to cajole you guys for weeks to vote on it. But uh, this and Undertale... 
got our most votes. They they each got five. I voted for Undertale and I haven't <laughs> even played it. <laughs> uh, there seemed to be a lot of that going around, even though I specifically said these are our favorite games. But I, I fucking love everything I've seen for yeah. it. And just hearing you talk about it and Tyler talk about it bums oh, yeah. me out that I haven't played it because it's really perfect for me. I it doesn't take Undertale that long to play. This. But we've already played and voted for this. We've already talked about Undertale a shit ton on mm. this show. Right, sorry. So uh Metal Gear, even though even yeah, though maybe you loved Undertale yeah. more. Mm-hmm. But th- this is a game that I cannot stop playing. That I want to keep playing all the time. And every time somebody says to me, like, oh, you should play this game. And I'm like, yeah, I should, but Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you started playing it, Anne, mm-hmm. you said something interesting to I me. I did? Yeah, which was, you said, you said that it hurt to not be playing. It did. <laughs> it physically hurt. But then Fallout came out, and whoops. Ah. <laughs> But, uh, no, I picked up Metal Gear, so here is my, my kind of big shame. I picked up Metal Gear because I got to a point uh, in The Witcher 3 where I was like, oh, I just, I kind I had been playing it nonstop since May. And I had gotten to a point where I was just like, oh, I really need to play something else. So I went to, uh, I went to GameStop and I was like, oh, what do I want to play? I really wanted to get Until Dawn. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted something quick that I could power through and not also really care good. About. Also was considered for this also, list, but didn't also a good game because only you and I ever played it. So well, yeah. We were the only well, Tyler played it too. We, we with streamed it before you did. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Yes. All right. Um, but anyway, also a good game. But uh, landed on Metal Gear. Huge mistake. Huge, huge mistake because I went from one massive game to another massive game and then Fallout came out and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. So I still haven't finished the last like. I don't know, two, three main story hours of The Witcher 3 hmm. because I do all of the side stuff in that. Yeah. I am only like, I would say 60 hours into Metal Gear. Hmm. I'm and, like 95 hours right now. Yeah, I'm like, I know you've well, got me beat no, I'm probably in... I'm probably rep- like 50 hours. I'm now. like, I think I'm, I think I topped 110 hours before I realized like, I've done all I can do without putting another 30 hours into this, <sighs> which I will eventually, but not mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've played it more than probably every other Metal Gear game I've previously played combined. Mm. Um, it's so massive. I, yeah, so it's massive, and I know that you know the the world is kind of it's not super populated, but you'll run into something to do within a couple you know minutes if you're driving, or with a couple, like within a minute if you're driving. Uh, and it is it's just really addictive in that way where if you want to spend uh, fifteen twenty minutes. More or more with the game, you play a regular mission. You can just do some side ops, or if you just want to like Fulton some dudes and mm-hmm. make your your army even like bigger. I do spent that. like a solid four hours just farming female soldiers. That's tough. Female like, ones specifically, yeah. You almost never see them because you yeah. can take them out on the ground. But there are like certain you can take them out in place of snake, and there are certain places oh, where you yeah. can get them, and certain missions oh. where they are more likely to pop up. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I just kept doing those missions over and over and over <laughs> again to try and get, like, you know, S rank and yeah. S plus rank soldiers. So one of the reasons I think this is so amazing is even though it's a relatively empty open world, like, it's it's not really an open world that you'd want to go and explore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, here's my mission. I'm going to drop in close to there and use the environment around it to my mm-hmm. advantage. But at the same time, like... It's it's a big empty open world with lots of really sophisticated AI in it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it has all these soldiers that you can fuck with mm-hmm. in interesting ways. Like and discovering ways to fuck with them is is really cool because you know the the impulse at first is like well like 
guess I'll take my son's pistol and go shoot guys, or I'll go trank them. But then you discover, oh, I can trank them, and I can airlift them back to Mother Base and add them to my army. Or I can call in... The, this sentry's not moving, so I'll call in a supply drop right on top of him, and I'll knock him out that <laughs> way without ever having to expose myself. <laughs> because normally you... you uh, knock people out by starting around naked, yeah. uh, which works for the quiet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm curious to know how you guys uh, have been playing. Like, if you've hit a stride with your playstyle and be, and been like, "This works for me. This is how I do it." I'm all silence tranquilizers all the way. Uh, I hit a point where I, I basically the first 75 hours of the game were a precursor to me getting the rocket punch. And that is my primary way of uh, beating people because it's literally nice. a, a missile that you direct and it knocks anybody out. It's got, it has a very short kind of uh, area of effect before it'll just like stop working. But it's it's an easy knockout. It's very quick. You have to be you have to like kind of dash to the person and immediately fault in them. But yeah, I just can't stop doing it because it, you you get to hear Kiefer Sutherland say rocket punch. It's Every pretty it. pretty standard '80s tech, actually. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad used to tell me stories yeah. about his rocket punch. And... <laughs> I mean, every Batman villain. We've, yeah. We've moved on. We've moved on from yeah. that. Have you gotten the? Wait, the... my play style mm-hmm. is oh. mint. Oh. Uh, I had to bring Jesus. out to my. Con- I just got it for Black Friday at the, for thirty four ninety nine. Three weeks ago. Oh wait, well, it's even longer when this is airing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't have time to play games. I got ten, but I got ten days in Florida, and as you, this is me unwrapping Ooh, Metal Gear. It's less valuable I wa- now. I want to play it yeah. desperately. Haven't had the time. And please tell me you're going to be playing without an internet connection. Uh, why? Uh, just I, I wasn't a fan of the uh, whole. Invading other, yeah. You can opt out of that, though, right? You can't. I just yeah. stopped. I never went online. You and, can just not build an, an FOB, but it's fun to build an FOB because that lets you raise your uh, the amount of staff that you have. Yeah. Dude, it has a warranty. <laughs> a warranty? Oh, 90 days. Oh, man. Games didn't even bother to print those anymore. Oh, wow. Do you know in Spanish it looks like a warranty's called granite? <laughs> Somebody correct me on that. Uh, I don't know what the word is. So. I'm so fascinated. Let me let me give you my impressions. Of Maybe it's guaranteed. Uh, first of all, they have the instruction manual inside the back of the Ooh, movie that's cover. A, that's classy. I've not seen that before because I don't buy a lot of physical games. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. But usually with clearer I'll stop boxes. bringing down the Metal Gear segment. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know I existed. All um, right. Cantista yeah. on Twitter. I mean, it, it's weird that I. it's not quite my favorite Metal Gear game. I would say Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably still that. Mm. It seems it's, like a rather oddball Metal Gear game, doesn't it? 3 or this one? This one. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, it's open world, which I've never really done before. It's an um, evolution of Peace Walker without the annoying multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, or I, the need for multiplayer, I should say. I could have used a little bit more in the way of like intriguing boss battles. That's something that I th- kind of felt was synonymous with the series before yeah, this, where it's fair. like... Like a, a a boss battle where you're just like you have to put the controller down and think for a minute. Not really that in this game. Like a, a couple of the like confrontations against snipers are cool, but they're mm-hmm. not anything that hasn't been done in you know Metal Gear Solid three and four. Boss, get down. The fight yeah. with Quiet was yeah. Was yeah the fight with Quiet was pretty cool. Again, supply drops. I kept crushing her with supply yeah. drops. Yeah. 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 I. Well, I this is just drop a car on her next time. This was for, Aha, fuck you. <laughs> I played it on a higher difficulty later, and I was just like, "I'm bringing a tank in, going to shoot her with the tank." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, a little bit of a spoiler, not story spoiler, but yeah. mission spoiler. There is a mission later on, I think forty-one, mm. that recreates that battle 
and it's like it's not canon to the story or anything, but uh, you do you can get an S rank by calling in a tank <laughs> and blowing her up. Yeah, and that's really the only way I was able to survive that mission because she cannot be tricked. Yeah, um, uh, I mean. It does. It solves one of the biggest like problems that I had in pre- with previous Metal Gear games, where uh, like I always play stealth, and I feel like I'm not being rewarded enough for it. Hmm. Two had the dog tags, which I thought were cool, oh, yeah. but just adding Fultoning is like a really cool yeah. new step. Like I know they had it in um, the was it Peace Walker. Sort of, but this yeah, is Peace just Walker, like... Peace Walker introduced the Fulton, yeah. and then Portable Ops was the one that introduced the concept of kidnapping soldiers, yeah. but in that one you had to knock them out and then actually drag them, do a yeah. fireman carry, yeah, you had to yeah. drag them back to your van. Yeah, like with uh, <laughs> like a molester. <laughs> with Grand Zero, it's the same way. Um, but yeah, now that, you, now that you can Fulton them, and then later on you can Fulton like tanks... Oh, and yeah, giant so supply good. drops, and then there's one that just literally like dissolves like whatever into like zero gravity and mm-hmm. kind of a black a wormhole. That is so rad. Yeah, I, I tend to give myself away almost every single time I see supply containers. Oh yeah, like so- all the enemy would really realistically yeah. have to do is like let's put a bunch of supply containers out in the middle of an open field and surround it with snipers and dudes with machine guns. Yeah. I'd be dead, and new, I'd keep going yeah. back trying to do it. Right, I can do this. My new favorite way to end a mission is just uh, jumping on top of and the can- container and grabbing on and just being like, "Fuck all you, bye." Every time I try to do that, I fall off. Uh, so you, gotta, you, have, you have to you hold, hold on. It. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you have to hold triangle once you're up there. Ah, or that's what that's it is for me because I'm playing it on PS4. Uh, yeah, but I and my play style, I've recently refined it to the point where it's just like I'm an unbeatable stealth machine mm-hmm. even if I get discovered because uh, you can rescue a gunsmith in one mm-hmm. of the missions and then he can uh, you know tool with your guns and I found out like I can't make a silenced sniper rifle but I can have him make one for me and so now I have uh, a tranquilizer silenced trank pistol Silenced Trank Sniper Rifle, and I have Quiet also with a Trank Sniper Rifle. So I just have her go uh, ahead and attack Mm -hmm. in areas and just say, cover me, and then she'll just start tranking everybody. And uh, I get everyone else at a long distance. They can't tell where their shots are coming from. It is sublime. (laughs) But yes, that is our best video game of the year. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yes, let's show some enthusiasm. Yeah, it's really got yeah. good. Yeah, I support oh, all of you and the things that you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big boss, you. Quit looking at your phone. L- listen to us talk We're about Metal to Gear. Part messages. Oh, it's Diana. Oh, <laughs> stop messaging my wife. It's on Twitter. It's not the same. Oh, it's very you're public. Right. You're right. Okay. Even even grosser. Ooh, but that is salacious. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, that's been our top 10 games of 2015, everybody. Hope you liked it, even if you didn't agree with all of them. This is our last show of 2015. We'll come back sometime in the new year, uh, going on hiatus for at least a week. I won't. Oh, that's true, you won't. Mm. This is your actual last show. Yeah. Probably, before you run off to where it is you're going. Which, I guess, since this is technically... Af- this show will air after I've left Ubisoft. I guess I can say where I'm going? If you want. It's up to you. I am moving to Maryland to join the Bethesda family. Oh, oh. They should make them guess. Oh, I exclusive. Oh, I'm moving fuck. to Bethesda, oh. Maryland. <laughs> and you gotta oh, guess. I should have made people yeah. guess. I fucked up. 
Guess which company I'm joining. And then the obvious answer is, of course, ZeniMax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just Bethesda's parent company. But you will be working on Beth blog. Yeah. Well, n- no. Beth- Bethesda.net. Ah. Uh, okay. Beth blog doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> I've been outed as a simpleton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still there. It's just... Alright. They um, moved it. Yeah, no no second segment this week. Well, this was our second segment. Yeah. Um but uh we hope you have a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. Happy holidays for everyone else, happy new year, something to look forward to as we move into twenty sixteen, a new year of new possibilities and more importantly, new games. I'm really looking forward to VR stuff. Mm-hmm. My life basically at this point is just a waiting game. Like, <laughs> when is it coming out? When is it coming out? And the Vive is not coming out till April. Mm. I guess I have to stay alive until then. Don't die. Uh, <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, but let's go out with a quick round of plugs so that Chris is engaged. Well, I'm sorry. I, Metal Gear. I would like to plug Metal Gear and <laughs> okay. Kojima Productions. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. And Laser Time. Uh, We'll have a show for you uh, even in the week we're out. Um, tune in. Uh, we're recording in advance. Uh, but the, the best of 2015. We're going to count down our favorite things of 2015. And we'll also have some uh, wrap-up articles on LaserTimePodcast.com. Well, one thing that probably won't be a part of that uh, specific episode of Laser Time is right. wrestling. Mm. I think we might mention like one or two things about yeah. wrestling in there. But if you want an entire podcast about all the best wrestling of 2015... There will be a cheap podcast covering our favorite matches, uh, favorite wrestlers of the year, all that good stuff. So listen to it, please. Thank you. I'm at BDR and Lewis on Twitter. I guess follow me if you want to keep talking to me, even though I'm not on the show anymore. Aww. Aww. You'll be back at some point. Chris I'm sure. just unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the one person. I did a, we just thanks to Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, we just launched VG Empire Mini, Brett Elston's show VG Empire. A small I demanded mm. the first mini episode be about Kickle Cubicle, because mm. no one talks about it but me. And I That's said true. I said, please Twitter me if you've ever heard of the game or love it as much as I do, because I've never talked to anybody Twitter about it. Me. I was I was trying to remember It took days, one person. <laughs> did did Kickle Cubicle originally come from your childhood or mine? Um what? No mine. What? Oh, okay. Well I remember like I, one of us always wanted to pronounce it "kickle cubicle." Me, I could, okay. I, I, that is the way it's pronounced. Is it? It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Kickle cubicle. Yeah. No. Ugh, ugh, don't say it like that. Get your kickles into that cubicle, man. Kickle cubicle. You kickle sound like a fucking cubicle. robot. I do. <laughs> because kickle who else cubicle. would say kickle cubicle? And this again. This was never an issue because I've never heard anybody say the game's title out loud other than me. <laughs> I know we talked about it on Talk Radar. It's the best. Hear all the music, VG Empire. All right. Well, I want to throw some plugs to people who can't be here to deliver them. Uh, Go get Chris Waters' book, The Gamer's Bucket List. Mm -hmm. Go to U.S. Gamer to read Bob Mackey's stuff. Go to Gaming.moe to read Heidi Kemp's stuff. Mm -hmm. And as always, follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Me personally at Wikiparas. And go to VigiGameApocalypse.com where we actually post the show. Those of you who are always asking, what was the break song this week? Can find out there under the article for the appropriate podcast. So we've been Vigigame Apocalypse. This has been 2015. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next year. Bye.
it, I'm saying the crafting element is the same thing. That is the that is the foundation of Monster Hunter, like building shit. Yeah, is, you're building stuff though. Like this game, you're just building functional. Well, like, I think he's saying is like people who like the idea of getting a, a a big bag of shit to turn into more shit that you have to think about the finite materials with you an have. actual gameplay action element. Take that only now. There's like a game world around it. Yeah, it's not like yeah, I can't dig the mountain out and make a house. If in I'm it, low but... on health, I can go collect herb, grab a mushroom, combine it together, and in the game without barely touching a menu. But craft can you something. be like, I'm out in the wilderness. I want to build a house. Okay, so what I should have said is With like Minecraft, road. but you can't build a house <laughs> or <laughs> so anything. You else. can build weapons. You can build That's potions. Like the, you the can build the main purpose of Minecraft. I guess. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I guess I was totally wrong on that. Yes. Really uh, wasn't. But shut up. <laughs> Let's move on. It's my turn in the barrel. I get it. <laughs> yes, I'm really beating you up on this one, Chris. You fucker. Oh, there just comes one of those times. Like, uh, this is not working. Can, I give up. Can, can people not disagree with you? Is that yeah, no. That's the do thing. you really Chris disagree is with me? Always right. So when you disagree with them, it's your. Do you really fault disagree with me? Mean that, to Chris that there's a crafting. This is what a fucking five year old. Monster Hunter is like a giant crafting element. It's nothing like this. It's really it, it nothing. It really like is it. nothing like it at all. You're literally the only person here that thinks about it. Instead of making a point, you're just yelling. You guys just hate me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Goddamn, dude. See what I'm talking about? It's not hard. It's not hard to see why this analogy isn't working, dude. It's totally the same. <laughs> Just, dude, cut and run. Fucking A. No, no. There's no way I'm winning this. I get that. Yeah. But I'm right. I hate you, personally. No, it's because yeah, no, it's it's, this is more fun than me being right. right that's right true. No, I'm having a great time. <laughs> and I support that. Faggots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> With the sound of the beer cracking. Is like <laughs> Let's get that stool sound effect. <laughs> I think we've got our last secret sound of the year. This is uh, great. Wow. <laughs> you have to leave in the whole delay. Yes. yes. <laughs> the whole delay. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> I couldn't be mentally farther from Bloodborne right now. Uh. <laughs>